Welcome to the Grow Room Diaries, a podcast brought to you from growroom420.com. In the Grow Room Diaries, we interview growers from around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode and check out our other podcasts. And of course, come and join the community at growroom420.com. All right, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Grow Room Diaries. This time we are joined by our very own O-Lord J420 from the forum. How are you, Lordy? You want to let everyone know, uh, introduce yourself and uh, a bit about your growing, I'm all good, man. Uh, well, yeah, I started growing, what, four years? Well, I started growing just when the forum started. Oh, fair play. Yeah, yeah. So I started, when did the forum start? October, isn't it? October, three years. Yeah, three years. Yeah. I started in February the following year. Bloody hell. And then I found the forum in, what, well, March? Maybe April, I think. And then, uh, yeah, and I, I think I've said this before on you as well. I joined up because uh, I left a couple of diaries on a couple of forums, and this is the only... Not the only forum. This is the forum which offered me the most. Yeah. So yeah, the knowledge on you, and it was just the attitude on you as well. It's, it wasn't nobody. There's it's no idiots on you. Well, in their own special <laughs> way. It's it's a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was no. Uh, it was just. It was just really friendly. Really friendly. Really easy again to and yeah. And I've been there ever since. No fair play, mate. It's, it's good to hear. So. I thought you've been going longer than that. You, you, you do really seem to know what you're doing as well. It's more than four years, maybe. I, well, yeah, when the forum started, that's when the forum started. I started yeah. Long, yeah, yeah, just after. But yeah, I I, I, um, I just, like, like I, well, me and Jim, I went chat with you on, but yeah, I just, like, fell for it. Like, uh, like Jim, I did, like, in, like, I'm not, I don't call myself a soil grower or organic grower or uh, cocoa grower. I just like growing. I'll try it all. Like, yeah, man. I, I've, I'm just just harvested my first cocoa grow. So, so how do you find the first cocoa grow? Uh, being in mud, easier, way easier, yeah. way easier, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right. It, it's just the time. Like, there's no prep. It's no prep. You just get cocoa, fucking chuck the you know, chuck in a pot, and where you go. There's no like with soil. I was eight weeks planning of cooking the soil, ready to rock and roll. Mm. That's the only thing we saw on it. I mean. It, it, I know that one of the sponsors is now doing these pre-made kits, which makes things a little bit easier. But oh, I just find cocoa for me. Well, I, I haven't, I haven't tried all this this latest phase of growing in mud because it's a bit different now. But it, I find you just got more control, a bit more effort. Like you say, the time you need a bit more time and effort in, but you can't really go wrong, can you? It, yeah, it's it's the the, the, the only thing gets me is I haven't I, I hand water. Look, I hand water because of what, how I grow. I'm, I'm in my grow room right now in the in the attic. Oh. Or loft if you're in America, um, and it's like I, I wouldn't. I don't want 100 liters of water sat up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm worried enough as it is. So. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I quite happily hand feed in every day. It just means I got to do it every day. I mean, that's the only thing with cocoa. You have to do it every day with soil. You can sort of get away with every other. It's probably better every other. To be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I like to get drippers or something. It just takes a bit of pressure off of it, but. If, again, if you're not going to mix up reservoirs, then yeah, I like getting in there though. Yeah, I, I, I like, I like coming up here. It's like I got a little desk up here. I think you've seen my, I think when I started, I put a little uh, yeah, video yeah. of a room of a little picture. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I got a little desk here. I got posters up here of all cool planters plants, and I got <laughs> I had a subscription to High Times for years. So I got all the issues up here. I can just flick through and it's yeah, a little cannabis yeah. den. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's it, mate. My jars of weed. I got, I got um. These awesome uh, skins. I think uh, one of you sent me. It's uh, sweet seed skins, but they got like the roaches built into the, to yeah, the packet. Yeah. So yeah, I'm ready to go. I step it all day. So that's, <laughs> that's it. 
It's uh, yeah, I, I, I always do my one, but I've done the temp breeding instead. I, I did at first, I had Dutch Passion posters up and that, and it was like there's a whole garage, and I had 1.2 in the corner, and it was like, oh, what can put a 2.4 there? And then it was like, oh, there's a spade in before I knew it. I, I had ideas of putting a TV out there and just telling her I was going out there to like water for, for an hour and just watching Top Gear or something, but. It never happened. Tents popped up all over the place. Oh. Yeah, this is a little man cave. It's like I got a 1.2 uh, flower tent and then a small, well, I think it's 80 by 80 centimeter uh, mother tent and then a meter by meter veg tent. So it's all yeah. small, you know, but it's yeah, only yeah. for me. You know, I, go, it, I got four plants on rotation. So that's all I need. That's it. So I'm bought I'm bought weed since uh, I started going. You know, like yeah. smoke every day. So that's that's the dream. You know, that's why I'm happy with that. That's exactly it, and it? it's the way it should be done. That's what I think. Uh, if you can get to that point, then you're happy. And you've had a bit of a break here and there, haven't you, as well? So you ain't done bloody Yeah, I've had about three months off here, and uh, not not off, often, but I've had a couple of months. I do grow autos for a bit. I've had I've had like I had a couple of bad grows, so I was smoking seeded weed for a couple of months. You know, picking the seeds out. Every, you know, it's like I can't listen to people from the seventies talk about. I'm in the seventies and just pick all the seeds out and, and smoke it and it worked, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you, know, you get by. But I saw bought it and well, I don't want it now. Like I think everybody else's weed sucks compared to mine. <laughs> this is it. This is what I always say. You can tailor yours to how you want it and your chop time and you just know what's gone into it. And and I think it's a labor of love, which it sounds like it is. You're putting all that time and effort in. It's nice to appreciate the time and effort. Yeah, and someone else is trying to rip you off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you, and you, and like we, like I don't know. We all get used to smoking, and the, the idea of paying how uh, much, you know, how much money uh, street weed costs. The amount you know, of weed I put into a joint, it wouldn't be financially viable. Ever. That's your beauty of it. It's the fact that you get to do what you want. You know. What do you think? The you post-harvest yeah. joint, the three grand, three point five <laughs> grand joint. <laughs> <laughs> First one. It's always yeah. I have to remind people like uh, after harvest we're not going to see you for two weeks on a forum. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. KO, just like yeah. I, I, I've got two. I just I managed to get two jars trimmed today of uh, Fossi Gelato and uh, yeah, this afternoon was lost, just lost. I've just been smoking all afternoon. It's just been a uh, it's been a good day, good day off. Happy <laughs> days. Yeah, but Trim, I mean I hate trimming, jars, man. You you grow a lot of. Uh, pardon the term, but hype strains. Yeah, I look for what I, I literally go for what Evan says is great, and I try and go whatever's good. Yeah, you know, I literally just go, I get jealous. I get jealous of reading about what's good, and I'm like, oh, I want that, so I just go there. And I, I'm I'm not. I've got I I've just started keeping genetics for the first time because I grew crescendo, um, and I loved it. Love it. And I love the way it grew, and now I love the way it tastes. is really strong. It's not good right now, and uh, I've kept that. So I'm starting to keep genetics now. Is that the old mothers, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I got a little it's mother the tent. Forward. It's the way forward, especially I in got, cocoa, man. Yeah, well, I took. I, I even took two cuttings. I got two cuttings of uh, crescendo because the one was really sweet and the other one was really gassy. So I was like, oh, oh nice. yeah, I got both. Yeah, that's the thing though. In cocoa, the only problem with cocoa is it's growing seeds. You get four genotypes or four phenotypes, and you end up out. You can't really adjust. You can adjust the feed, but it's a pain in the ass. You know mm. what I mean? So, but it is yeah. uh, it, now you can work with the same strain, exact same strain, and get to know it. You know, you really start yeah. to work out what you can get out of that area. That's what I find anyway. Is is I I've learned my area, my environment by doing 
the same strains a couple of times in a row because then you really know what you can do in there with that you know, you know it's just that strain but obviously you're getting to know the issues that aren't the plant on our environment because you know what the plant will take feed wise you know what ph is at yeah and yeah, well, you said on you yeah, a while ago, talking pH, so do same same subject very quickly. Um, yeah, that's cool. Man. About feet, about veg uh, in veg, just doing it six pH. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm done me wrong. I haven't done me wrong at all. Yeah, so, yeah both goes now. I've just done it six. Yeah, you know, I'm sat, you know, just at six the entire time uh, up until flower, and yeah, smack on. That's it. Yeah. I find it. I mean, if you, I've got, I'm getting a pH chart made up because it's, it's interesting looking at it. You're actually better off, really, at six, to be honest. For in my opinion, I can't remember all of it now, but I'll get one made up for the forum. But um, more is available to the plant, and that's why if you get like a calcium deficiency, you try and even in early veg, you'd be pushing the plant up to like six point two, six point three, trying to get it to pick it up because it's not available at the lower. I'm not going to say any numbers and quote myself live because I haven't got the chart in front of me, but. Not everything's available down the lower end. Some things are, but some things aren't. So I find six a happy medium for most strains. So yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's done me really well. I mean, that's I mean, I obviously for me, pH and is all brand new. You know, I just yeah. So uh, I never I never bothered at all in soil. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's done me. I mean, cocoa is easy. It is fucking easy, dude. I mean. Like with soil, you, you kind of second guessing, but with this one, you just, yeah. it's, it's there. It's, you just dial in. It's a process of elimination. If you get a problem in cocoa, it's real quick and easy to work out what's wrong. Most of the time, unless you've got a bitchy plant or something else is an environmental factor. But as far as feed goes, it's about as simple as it gets. Captain said to me a while ago that a monkey could grow in cocoa. It's what yeah. I was thinking about. And like you said, pH scared the life out of me. I never heard of pH. I was growing in soil for years. And then you, you can, it's not. When you're putting everything in, there's nothing, there's no other factors to it. So it makes things a lot simpler when you get an issue, I, I find. Yeah. But uh, touching on what you said earlier on about um, with cocoa and the different, uh, using, going from seed and different uh, types. I, at the moment, I'm doing Dex's cookies, not animal cookies. Oh, yeah, um, the ones, just one small feed and all the others. It's like, oh, heck, you know, every, <laughs> doing this, every, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I, it's going to be a bit all the way through, I can see. As you mentioned them, I was I was looking at mine just before we started, and even the green pheno, if you, um, I want to say, if you give it a little bit of light stress, you can get like purple tips to the calyx where it's still green. It's fucking. No. It's, that is such a mad gene pool he's created. I like those dark green, almost purple. Yeah, when it's just in between the purple, you look like this yeah. is a dark yeah. nug. That's they usually just taste amazing. <laughs> No, I'm a big fan of the colours or even like the real real dark ones. I know some people don't like... I find with purple, I don't know about you two, but if you get real purple purple, you always end up with that spicy, hashy type yeah. flavour to them, which I don't think some people like, but I, I love that, man. I, 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 love, I love hashy taste, yeah, I do. I, this, the, the crescendo I know is so... It's so thick with trichomes when you get down to the end of a joint. It's just pure hash. It's just it's almost brutal on your lungs. Yeah. But I love that taste, yeah. Especially when it is cures. That's the thing. Is I found with the purple, more purple strains. I've done a few over the years, and they, as you cure them, I think most strains do that. As if you're over a long cure, you, hash undertones really come through. But some just have that earthy, uh, the hashy taste. I find that more with the purple. But I love the purples, man. I grow purples every day if I could. My first strain tastes like lemon. 
It really tastes like lemon to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Unless it's really not lemon, but yeah, I don't know. Even these at the minute, I, they do have that spice, like their, uh, I want to say like hazy kind of pepperiness to them, but they're still like predominantly lemon. <laughs> Everything I've grown lately is, seemed, is, seems to be like grown from cookies somewhere. And I'm, I think I'm a bit fed up with that now. Yeah. It's like, I, I recognize the taste now and I'm like, oh yeah, it's cookies, it's cookies. Everyone like jumped the, on that bandwagon with a breeding man. Yeah, but if you go, everything is like, yeah, uh, I've heard, um, I'll, um, I think I might go berryish next. I might go strawberry banana. I do love that fucking weed. Yeah, yeah, I've got a strain here called fruit salad. I want to run it. It's um, got agent orange, strawberry, and banana strains in it. Three strains. It's like a fucking fruit medley, man. But you said strawberry and banana. I've never done strawberry or banana, so. It's, it's the second strongest weed I've grown after this crescendo. Yeah? Yeah. It's really good. I loved it. And uh, it's so, I just remember it smelled like Nesquik and it was just really strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, whilst you want to say, that's the winner, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's a really cookies, man. Every, I, mean, I think every strain out there, you look now, every new hypey strain, it seems to have cookies in it. Um, yeah. Which I think is from... I'll, this is where Jim would have to help me out, but I think it's, is that it's just gelato and the sherbets are all related, don't they? The cookies are all in there. I think it's because the cookies it has a real distinct bud shape, man. That's where what everyone has it for. Yeah. If ever if you want nugs, you cross it with cookies, and hope you've got kept your flavour but retained the nug uh, like but gained nugs. Does that it's, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's a taste as well. I think I, I think I kind of recognise it now. Like I didn't get it before, but it's kind of like a it's on the exhale. It's like a sweet exhale, and I kind of yeah. I think after smoking everything which has cookies in it at some point in a row, I'm like oh yeah, it's that same taste. And I get when I'm back to something else, like I had a skunk then, and I was like oh wow, <laughs> there's no cookies in this. <laughs> it's mad how potent some of them. Uh earlier genetics can be sometimes they might not be proper dense but it's like wow man there's so much trite coverage because it's a little bit more open sorry i'm just quickly doing the link getting the link about a bit sorry uh, talking of uh, when you said hashy stuff first thing they might not be proper dense but that's me Uh, (laughs) sorry i'm gonna leave this off (laughs) <laughs> that's some of you two talk I'm going to mute it quick in case I hit the button again um, what's it? yeah first uh, first strain I grew was Sputnik Sputnik I know the Sputnik. name why Sputnik do I know the name number one I think it was but uh, don't well I, I actually got a little story from when I first started growing like it was, uh, yeah, well, after, like the February after the forum started, I went to Amsterdam with the intention of buying seeds <laughs> um, just because I knew there were seed shops in Amsterdam. Like, I had no idea you could get them on the online. I just went there, thought, oh, I guess I came from Amsterdam. So I went to Amsterdam, got really high. I went to uh, the greenhouse. I went to the greenhouse because they had a seed shop in the greenhouse. And uh, I went to the back and said, look, I want to buy some seeds, start growing. And he was like, don't go here. Don't go, don't get, this is what he said now. I hope they're not sponsored or anything. Don't buy, uh, he said, don't buy greenhouse seeds. Go to the, um, he gave me an address of a seed bank and said, buy some, uh, he, he said, rare dankness or paradise seeds. <laughs> so he said, 
Nice. Sweet. Fair enough, man. I, I've, I'd kind of sway the same way, to be quite honest. Like, um, that's what he yeah. said. Like the guy from Greeno Seeds. That's what he said. Okay, worked there, and I uh, went to uh, next day. Went to this can the canvas seed bank, I think it's called, in somewhere in Amsterdam, and uh, the girl there said, "This is the easiest plant to grow. Grow this." And it was Sputnik number one. I think that's called Sputnik number one or Sputnik number thirteen. I don't know. Was he Sputnik number thirteen? I don't know why. But yeah, and yeah, that's how I grew, and it was uh, it was it was good. It was good. It was a strong indica. You know, it grew low. Um, I, I googled it. Apparently, it's a cross between Apollo 13 and Black Russian. So maybe that's where the 13 came into mind. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sounds good. That's cool, man. Yeah, it looks it was, dense. For... Yeah, it was, it was, that's the thing. It was, it was short, dense, and solid. And it was in, uh, I used, obviously, I got a Go Tent 1.2 uh, uh, roof cube by Green Cube. I, got, I had that um, and a six inch fan. Set up my attic. Uh, got a Viper Spectra LED light from uh, eBay, and then uh, planted the seeds in bio, yeah, biobiz uh, soil. And uh, that's it. That's how I started going. And you're away. Yeah, and uh, I've upgraded from Viper Spectra now, and uh, I've upgraded quite a lot actually. It's just a, it's quite a, it can be a money hungry job. Yeah, actually, kind of if you. Uh, let it be, but yeah. Well, for the amount you save, it's like I always figure you offset it with investment for your space. If yeah, it, it, every it, ounce it, that you produce yourself, you pay your gross space twenty quid in upgrades, you're not going wrong. Yeah, it's a labor love as well. I mean, you know, I see the electric bill and I'm like, yeah, oh, well, you know, it's worth every penny. <laughs> really, after I smoke a joint, I'm like, yeah, it's worth a penny. Yeah. Well, um, you're also pretty dab hand in the kitchen with your byproducts as well, eh? I like cooking. Anyway, I don't. Have, oh man, I, I shouldn't mention this. I'm the I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the dreaded V word. So I've always been cooking since like a young kid. Which degree of V word? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been vegetarian since I was a little little kid, and I've been vegan for about ten years. So. I won't tell you about the chicken in the oven, sorry. Oh, I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm just, I'm a simple person. I'm just gonna, I just like, I've always been like, since I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's where meat came from. So I stopped eating meat, you know. I just gotta, I just like, like animals a lot. And I can't, that's know. more than fair enough, dude. Yeah, like, just it's simple. Like, like you know, all my family eat meat and stuff, and, and you know, and they're so cool. <laughs> it's I'll, a big I'll, deal. I'll, I'll, I'll even I'll, say, like, like I'm looking to progress towards that kind of living just because it's a healthier way of living like yeah but because of that it. just because of that though i started cooking from a young age because obviously i had different meals to my family so i've always cooked and uh yeah and then edibles seemed to logically uh, the next step with like loads and loads of trim around so it's like yeah hell yeah but you do some quite fancy chocolates eh? Yeah, they, they yeah. were kind of the the thing that stood out the most for me when I first like noticed what you were cooking up. I got to admit, yeah, the chocolate is good. It is they, very good. I mean, that's, that's impressed that a lot of people. people I've, I've had people who don't like weed and don't like don't ask me for chocolate. <laughs> well, they're like, Mar- they're like Marks and Spencer's chocolate bars. Like you could wrap them in sal- cellophane and charge <laughs> like fifty quid each. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just like. Gourmet dark chocolate. I thought I I use I use like uh, lots of uh, granola and stuff in it a lot to you know make it a bit crisp, you know, a bit 
no deeds. So, but it's pretty simple. It's just cocoa butter and the trim in a magic butter machine. And then you make a taco. So you got a magic butter machine. Is that like one of the yeah. one of those investments you kind of recommend? If you like, it's just so simple. If you like cooking with it, if you like cooking with it, hundred percent. It's just it's just simple because otherwise you're you're on a stove for hours and hours. I did it before. I've done it. I did it on a stone for like a year with a pot and like either either a double boiler or um, I've done it with um, you chuck. If, if, if you see recipes, you put butter and water and the weed in and then you evaporate the water off afterwards that's terrible because you just get mold on the butter unless you use instantly obviously wet butter just going to get moldy so do not do that <laughs> there's loads of recipes online that say to do that just definitely don't do that just use pure oil and weed but yeah if you're doing the stove it takes fucking hours and it's boring if you're doing a magic butter machine you would like turn it on and then go about your day and it beeps when it's done and that's it okay yeah. I've looked at them. They were all American thing at first, weren't they? I think. Unless I'm a, there's a Magic Butter UK site. And it's, oh, okay. it becomes a UK plug. That's what I did. I, I wanted one for years. And then they came available in the UK. And I was like, man, I'm getting one. And like, I use, you know, I think the average smoker is no good for, but for the average grower, if you've got lots of trim on the go, and it's yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah. Really, uh, you know, I, see, I only, literally only use trim in it. Just use trim and the fluffy popcorn buds on the bottom. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do, and then I and I've got bags and bags of the fucking stuff, you know. Yeah. It's just what I always try and say to people: don't throw anything away. You just keep it all. Oh. You can. I do hash runs for all my trim. Yeah, I can't do them little silly runs. It's just stupid shit. I, 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 uh, what's the word? Uh, experiment with it because it's just trim. You throw it away. So I compost the stems. Even I chop, I chop the stems up and compost them. Yeah, yeah. I got compost. I got chicken and cannabis and food scrap uh, compost at the back cooking this with this uh, next summer i'm going to do another solo next summer using that compost yeah so i'm just yeah. going to check on my food story if uh, j- just so you know i'm not leaving you in the lurch yeah, cool, anyone talks to me yeah. that's why i but, thought you've been around a lot longer Lordy, to be honest because of the things that you were doing it was i remember the food the experiments all the bits and bobs that you were doing it was just so early on a lot of people it, don't really jump into all that yeah, I just did. I just dived in head first, dude. I just yeah. went straight for it. I'm not, yeah, you know, I think I'm maybe a bit older than most people. I, most people start maybe when they're younger, but yeah. like, I'm, I just, I've just turned 40, so I started when I was about 36, 37, something like that. So, yeah. you know, I just went straight into it. You can manage to control the excitement a bit more when you get older, can you? I think. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, throwing everything in a bucket, you do. You save all your trim and you do do all your bits and try and get everything out of it. So, look, uh, and, you know, and, and at the time, like I lived alone and uh, I got no kids, so I was just like, you know, just mm. what else am I going to do? <laughs> this is it, mate. This is it. It's like a hobby, you know, it's a good hobby. That's what I always say. If I couldn't have no use for the, uh, the bud or or anything, then I'd still grow. I'd just throw it away. That's how much I love it now. It's, it's just, it keeps my brain settled. I, I, yeah, I, like I said, I like it up there in this little room. It's, it's a little, almost like a man cave, you know, it's, it's quite nice up there. You know, to, I got a desk and uh, the tent, so I can sort of sit in the middle of the tent, sort of them all open. And it's almost like being a little garden, you know? I mean, it's yeah, yeah, relaxing. Yeah. It's cool. It's all good dupe and it goes up the uh, carbon filter, <laughs> so no smell as well. It's amazing. Are you strapped in from the entire room, so to speak? Oh, yeah, it's, it's an it's a attic, so I just got the. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, just my, it's my space, I guess. It's just my room, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
my girl, I, I got yeah, my girlfriend's got another room, so <laughs> yeah, we have room each, so it's That's cool. It. It. Yeah, it's good to keep a bit of a separate time in there. Yeah, yeah, you got hobbies. That's it, mate. That's it. That's it. For me, it was the kids, which is why I had to go outside. The kids were getting to that age where it was like, mm, like what is yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> look, I've, I got the nearest thing to children. I got two cats, so I'm uh, yeah, I don't really worry. You know, we have yeah, weed yeah, everywhere. Yeah. We remember to put it away when people come over. We're like, oh shit, is anything out? Look, I just forget that there's a fucking bong on the table. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I do all the stuff on the forum. We got all these, these seed stickers and all that shit. I do forget, like you know, you put, put oh, stuff down and you just don't realize. And you walk back out and it's like up past five and like, someone's been round and there's like a sticker over the back of the. You know, I try to put everything away. It's like, oh, it's just. Uh, I am, I, um, yeah. A couple of times they're like, like I've, I used to live in the city and I've literally moved to the, not in the city anymore. You know, like Moorley uh, and uh, my. Parents have close to the amount of times I've been doing a bong it, and then all of a sudden it's like, Kiwi! It's got shit. Um, you know, so like, I feel like a teenager when it comes to my parents. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> so my, my stepdad's a big stoner, and my dad hated all the just big, I think he didn't like him, so he made it out like it was a bad thing. So for years, it was like as a younger person, it was, but like my nan and granddad like exactly the same, you know. I'd, I'd, like I couldn't have them know anything, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I tried to actually offer my parents, C, I asked them about CBD, and they were like, surprised enough, my dad turns around and goes, Oh, you must have been taking it for years. I, got, I remember oh, you really? saying that, yeah. I was like, Oh, shit, that's like, and uh, start raising CBD strains, but yeah, I guess, I guess, I, I think everyone's more chill about it now these days, aren't they? It's like no yeah. big deal, like I said. I think we've talked this before, but. I think Evan just looks, you know, Evan's just surprised if you wanted to smoke, you know, it's, it's just not for everyone, you know, that's the idea. This, yeah, but it's definitely not as bad as it used to be, there's the stigma around it all. It's, it's, no. It's just, um, people are a lot more accepting now. I mean, the latest polls are like, it would, like 52% or so, it's over half anyway, just over half the people would have it legalised, but it needs a bit more of a gap than that, because you're always going to get um, opposition and they're going to get noisy opposition with it, but we're getting there, we're getting there, I think. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, 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 again, I think all the money's involved that comes through because I think it'll be legalized a lot long, long ago, a uh, long time ago. I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, why didn't Obama legalize it? You know, he, he admitted to smoking there in college and stuff, but just he never legalized it in America. The reason he didn't do it is because it's obviously some big pharma company involved. Well, I think, yeah. personally. This is like 10 o'clock, yeah. Like conspiracy theories, yeah. This is it, I know, don't. So, so you've done your soil, you've done your, your cocoa, and obviously you said you prefer your cocoa, but you're gonna have a go at soil again. Is that yeah, for yeah, a yeah. reason? I, I, just, I, I just like going. I, this is it. I just really like, I like going, and I like a different, I'm not, I never belonged to any group. I never thought, I started in soil because it was easier. I went organic because I was already in soil, and it, it made sense. I say organic, so I was just, um, I messed around with my own, I made my own soil. But then when that started to, it was a super soil. It was like a good soil. It lasted, the, it went right through veg. I ate the flower. And then I started, you know, I I think quite, a, I think the last three grows, I hardly added any veg newt. I think it was just yeah. compost yeah. easier in there. And then just the flower then I started to add bloom newt. But just like, um, just sort of biobase organic stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's what I think the appeal is now. Before, soil growing really was, unless you was in the right niche group, it was bottled 
bottled nutrients still and they were bottled as organic. But now you're at the point where a lot of people are, you know, the knowledge is out there to be able to be got for anybody where you can grow pretty much without nutrients and do it well. You know, it wasn't always the way. There was always, I don't know, I've said it before, but you'd have like the organic nuts in the corner of a forum shouting at everybody like preaching and it just put you off. But it's uh, it's changed in that way and the information is readily available now, which is nice. So, I, just, I just went there because it just seemed natural after soil. It was closest to soil. And and, yeah. and to be honest, the cocoa sort of scared me a little bit with the science. It's like dirt, water, seed, plant, mm. just makes kind of makes sense, you know? It's just, yeah, yeah. And then you think cocoa is like when you really think it, it, when you when you read the definition and you see it's it's synthetic, you go, oh really? Oh, do I yeah. want to go there? You know, it sounds bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and just be, be honest, just listen, just uh, listening. Sorry, just reading all the the uh, forum and people growing cocoa, and I thought, I must see a reason these guys are growing cocoa. So I just uh, give it a go. I want to give everything a go, you know. I mean, I, yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. the only thing I probably wouldn't is hydro because I'm scared of having so much water up in the attic. Yeah. Uh, I think Bull's father did attic the other day, flushing at a blockage. It's, it's scary, man. Especially you're growing above your, your bedrooms and that. You can imagine it, can't you? Mm. But... Yeah, I, um, that's, that's just that's the only reason, really. Plus, I like getting up here. I do like hand watering, getting up here with the plants. It's quite. Well, I think you know, that's a difference. Like... Sorry. I have to, you know, you know, no, you, like, something you have to do every day it's like it, it makes you look at the plants it makes you see what's going on you know? that's exactly what I was going to say with bulls everyone knows about bulls but his training method but the thing is he's up there every single day and because he has to get up a ladder I think it's it, 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 you're up there you're not going to come down yeah. with me I might like, put one bucket on start feeding and then walk away but he's up there looking at them and that, that, that's how you get everything perfect whereas I'm, I'm guilty of just throwing water or feed at them sometimes I think but, yeah, me too. Like my yeah, sometimes I'm just tired after work and I'm just like I feed them in the evening so I come home after work and it's like seven or eight o'clock and it's like oh fuck. That's, so that's yeah, I, I'm guilty as well. I think that's what happened. I think I had a I think I think I'm sure that the stretch of Fossi's Rato uh was combined with me going back to work after the lockdown. And that's why I fucking totally uh missed out on the stretch and just ended up stretching too much. I missed the I'm greedy as well. I vegged too long. <laughs> I do, I do. I always think I'm not going to go that long again, and then before I know it, I'm eight, ten weeks trying to fill a net where you don't need to fill it. I've, I'm pretty stocked up at the moment, so I did. I've told myself, and everyone, I've, I've said I'm going to flip uh, animal cookies earlier than I ever before because I don't want it to get out of control. So I, I'm going to give it a go, be a, having a controlled grow rather than a, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, go. I think once you've had enough veg time, I think someone, I can't remember who it was, someone said something, obviously this isn't going to be like a scientific thing, but that certain strains will produce pretty much the same anyway. What what I think the, the meaning of that was is if you're scrogging and you've got 10 tops or 20 tops, like I've done it with the Agent Orange now three times and hit the same number, almost yeah. bang on for my space. Because I know this, I know the environment now. I know, I'm not saying, I know my space, I know my environment. So I've got that dialed in and I've hit the same numbers training slightly differently every single time. So I don't know if we do need that long bench, but. I, I think I'm guilty of uh, the, uh, not chopping. I think I'm guilty of trying to be too greedy. Looking at all these tops going, oh yeah, 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 more tops, more. And then I should cut like probably like 20, you know, 20% off and just go for bigger, fatter colors. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was good. I'm greedy at the top. So, I'm, and like I said, I don't think it produces more. I think you end up with more shit, to be honest, on the bottom. So if you don't, if you don't, if it's done the bottom, yeah. you think, oh, that might bud up, and then it does, but it's just, I mean, I think, you know, it's all right. It's bong fodder, I call it, you know, these little buds, you can chuck them in a bong, it tastes good. And, but, uh, you know, if you want the big, thick, dense, photogenic ones. <laughs> That's it. It's all your homegrown at the end of the day, isn't it? So it, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be better than ninety percent of the shit out there anyway. Even the bottom buds that have gone, um, you know, the extra weeks, yeah, they, they've gone ten weeks. It's better than the streak we've been harvested at six weeks. Oh, taste wise, you know, million percent. Yeah, of course. Uh, taste wise, everything does. It's just like, yeah. On, on the subject of taste, actually, I was going to say, um, Frosted Tobacco was my first ever cocoa go. And it is the smelliest weed I've ever grown, yeah. ever. Yeah. So, you know, if it, if the one thing everyone always said to me at the beginning was, our oh, soil um, tastes better. Soil tastes better. Soil tastes better. Well, this cocoa go is the stinkiest, smelliest weed I've ever grown. <laughs> Stinking everything out there. I think so, it might be more to do with the, the fact that it's more, you're more controlled. You're not having issues, even issues you don't know you've got. You can't really have them in cocoa. You can. I mean, I'm not saying that cocoa's, you know, the easiest thing in the world, but it, you, you are more dialed in for the entire growth. So it's happier for the 10-week flower than it would be in soil. And you've got to think, when you go into soil, the longer veg as well, you, know, you are going to start running out of shit as you get into the later stages. And and by that point, um, you don't. sometimes you don't know what you're running out of. Sometimes it won't show properly or... So it might be something to do with that. Yeah. I just prefer well, cocoa. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, though, about the, the old debate, like... Uh... Organics taste better than uh, hydro or or vice or cocoa. Or I would say that I I was never I never mastered soil growing. I was always I was trying to grow cocoa without or grow hydroponically in soil. I, I like growing by numbers. I like the same feeds in a row and you know increasing. You can't do that in soil. That's why I think I was going wrong. Why cocoa suited me, but I've grown the same strain in soil and it did smell a bit better. I think. But I don't think there's a comparison for me. I think cocoa is probably, I know that my best plants have been in that. So I don't know that's the experience that I've had, the experiences that I've had that have got me to that point. But I would say that I don't agree with that, that organic yeah. is 100% better than hydroponically grown. But I think if you're doing it right and you're making sure the plant's got exactly what it needs, when it needs it, there's no difference. There can't be a difference, you know? But then... GMO will come in with his worm talk in a minute and destroy me. <laughs> I agree from personal experience. Like I, I said, this is the stinkiest. And, and like, I, I haven't cured anything yet, so I can't be under accurate, but I smoked yeah. it like early on and it tasted like a smell. And it was just, I, and like, I, I think it's down to genetics. I think if you've got a good yeah, yeah, weed, yeah. It's, it's, down, it's a good taste in weed. Yeah, genetics play a huge part. That's the thing is, is if you end up getting, I mean, I've got a lot of strains that claim to be this and claim to be that, and they're just not. And I know I've had a good grow, and you think, well, it's just, it, maybe it just hasn't got that pineapple, or maybe. It, but then some strains really jump out. You're like, if I was to grow the Asian orange, if I hadn't grown Asian orange and went to soil and grew that because it's so such an intense flavour to it, I'd be like, yeah. oh my god, soil's better. I think that that point, like you say, genetics are a big part. But I don't agree that I do, I do agree that it's more. I like the sustainable and the regenerative side of the idea of organic or soil growing. But if the plant's got what it needs when it needs it, is it going to make that much of a difference? I don't. I don't think it is. And we're able to do that because we've got people that have been producing nutrients for twenty years and know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, I honestly, I, I think 
one of the reasons I grew, I wanted to start to grow in cocoa, as well as all the people on the phone going in, it sounded and like you know, you know, fucking Jim and Balls are going in cocoa, and you're thinking, oh look, they look, they, they goes look amazing, and you know, you think, and then you know, you you would go start going in, and I'm like, oh, everyone's going in fucking cocoa, man, and I'm like, I should give it a go. Yeah, yeah, and then like I listened to um, some competition in America, some some cannabis cup, and the winner was a cocoa A and B grown. <laughs> I was just like, oh well, fucking hell! If that's the winner, tasting, you know, next to super soils and stuff. So I'm like, if it's down to taste, then if it doesn't matter, then I'm gonna give it a go. I mean, it's, you know, it's like I said, it's something new as well, something fun, something new to learn. Yeah. I'll keep it interesting, yeah, because it does get repetitive. It does, and and especially growing in cocoa because you're up there every day. And I say, I know you like it, but I mean, you yeah. have to be up there every day. It's not like you can choose not to, but you can. I mean, you, you know, early on late flower, you can't really go water every day, but you can get away with missing a day here or there. But I can, I know from experience that that does, it's detrimental. Once yeah. the roots are coming out the bottom of that pot, you want water going through it every day. And yeah, I'm quite lucky at the moment where my, uh, everything's on the same feed, the mother plants and the uh, veg plants. So I got, I just make up one big feed. And at the moment, they don't fill the pots. So I'm feeding some every other day. The one as every day, but. The other, you know, I can get away with every other day, so it's just quick, yeah. like in the evening, bang, bang, I'm downstairs. Yeah. But, um, I know soon, as soon as they fill those pots, yeah, I'll be up here every it's night. It's amazing how quick they drink it, I'll tell you, in the cocoa. The thing is, again, it's good. I've seen some amazing, it's like if you get someone that's really good at autos, really good at organic, they're going to have big plants. But if I was to line up 10 growers of different experience from saw and cocoa, then the yield as well is, is going to be with the cocoa, I think. Which is a factor. I mean, I know it's, people say it's not about you, but the point is, is we, you've been self-sufficient and you want to be self-sufficient. If, you, yeah. if you've got a chance to be a bit more self-sufficient and guarantee you're not going to run out, then for me, that's the way to do it. Because I make all, so I need quite a bit of bud. If I was going in the saw, I know that I wouldn't have been able to keep up with the amount of all that I've needed. So not saying I couldn't. I'm saying with my previous experience of saw, I don't think, because it's just a bit it, hit and miss. Yeah, the funny thing is when I was... Um... On my last, like the crescendo, my last soil go, I was like, this is my last one. I, you know, for a while, I'm going to do cocoa next. I had my biggest ever yield. It was just like ginormous. I'm just like, I still I got jars of everywhere. And I'm just like, man, maybe I should stick with soil now. <laughs> but and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, way better than the cocoa grow I just done. Mm. But um, that's done my error, I think. Yeah. Okay, again, it could be genetics as well. You know, the genetics, even even the same strain. Have, the Agent Orange has got two or three distinct um, ones that will yield very differently. Um, so it, it's, it's loads of factors. What I'm saying, I think if I was to grow something really, really smelly and really tasty in soil, it'd probably convert me if I hadn't had that before in cocoa. But yeah. vice versa, it's the same. You know, if I if I was to do better with yield and taste in cocoa after growing in soil, I'd go straight to cocoa. So I'm looking forward to doing the crescendo in. Cocoa. I got, yeah. the, I got the same genetics, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, dad literally keep a jar and have a jar to jar comparison. Yeah, that would be cool, man. That'd I think there's yeah. a learning curve to both, to be honest. Like, yeah. even if you're a, a skilled grower, you still got to kind well, you still got to transfer the information into a means, like a medium that you can feed it to the plant with. Like, just the information alone ain't going to fix it. You got to know how to fix it with that information. Yeah, right. that's why like cocoa, you, you, it's very, it's, it's much easier to fix an issue with that information in cocoa, without completely messing up what's going on inside the soil, you know, underneath where, where the roots are, because it's not alive down there. Like uh, point five is that plant today is messing up again, but you can just flush that out and restart. You just couldn't do that in the soil. 
But as you say, experience, you've got experience, you're going to start to spot them issues a lot sooner and not wait until they're, you know, they're at that point. So, yeah, experience goes a long way, I think. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, so if you get a soil, once you get a good soil recipe, you pretty much bang on, then you can't really, I mean, I haven't had any issues in soil, really. Um, other than with autos, because the soil was too strong for them when they started off, and I sort of, I sort of, I don't like autos, to be honest, because of that. I just find them hard in soil. Autos. I find them hard anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I just this like the soil, like to have a good soil for auto is going to be too strong at the beginning. You know? Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the other thing. I mean, I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Um, I've been shit with autos for a long time, and I've. Chucked one into soil and it's booming, man. Like weirdly booming, and all I'm just bottom feeding in a fucking saucer and a five litre pot. Mad, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's but, but, crazy. But if, you, but if you tried really hard, though, it'd fuck up. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's like <laughs> one of those things. You know, it's just nature, man. It's really uh, like I don't want to yeah. say nature. Eh? It's crazy, huh? It's, no, it's it's it, well, all he said there is spot on. Though I think the harder you try, the more you do fuck up. Like when I, the more I try and do, the worse it seems to go. When I go back to basics and just do the basics, I seem to have my best grows. And then the next grow, I think, good grow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna improve on that. Like I'm just doing now. I'm using three new products at once I've never used before. So if that goes wrong, I ain't got a fucking clue which one of them it is. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think you yeah. kind of said it, man. Do the basics well. Yeah. No, that's that's one. That, that's one oh one. Just improve on that, but it's, it is that's the thing, though. I mean, it's just a plant at the end of the day. That's where I get a bit lost with some of the deep conversations that come up. It is just a plant, and I think we do overcomplicate it a lot, a lot of the time. Um, I again, I don't want to uh, create an argument, but I think, oh, uh, no, no, no I, I think a lot of the, the terminology and stuff is meant to simplify it, it's meant to. Yeah. make you look at a single thing. It's like looking at one tree instead of the forest. But sometimes yeah. a new grower does need to look at the forest and it makes it easier. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Totally I do I, I do understand where you're coming from, but mm. I do feel like sometimes the language is it's more specific, which is kind of the problem. Yeah. It's not it's not more complex, it's actually a lot simpler because it's more specific. Like you haven't got a lot of other fucking variables that you can talk about. That's the rabbit holes you go on. It's like Lordy's saying, he's going to try different things and he has done from the beginning. That's the rabbit holes you go down. But I just think sometimes a bit too much information overload on people can make it be like, I mean, it's the money. By the time you bought a tent, your lights, your filter, your fan and your setup and that, and then, you know, now there's pressure because that's just cost you 500 quid minimum, really, for a half decent setup. And, you know, you you start researching everything and that's a, double-edged sword because you need to research but i think you know what i'm saying yeah like doing too much can be detrimental sometimes and not just as in feeding that i mean just fiddling too much going in the tent 10 times a day you're changing the temperature humidity you're changing if it's lights off and you're having a peak now, all these things come into play you're not running a stable environment we've all done it our first grows you know i'm in and out of my tent 50 times a growth day on my first grow and that's, that's that's detrimental to the environment it's detrimental to a lot of things a lot of things it's just it, it, i always say experiences know what makes people consistent i think yeah learning the basics first and getting them right in it like hammer the basics yeah. until they're drilled i felt like I, I 
you know, gradually, uh, I don't want to say graduated, but yeah, yeah, that's just like, yeah, almost like leveled up, you know, you start off with the basics, like I got Biobiz soil and Biobiz newts, and then that, it worked, but then I wanted to try something else. So I used like different newts, and then I tried to make my own soil, and then I was like, you know, then I did my own soil for a little bit, and then I went to cocoa just because I, I felt like, oh, I'm comfortable, I'll go in cannabis plants. So yeah. I'll try something different, a little bit different. And then, like, you know, you once you, I think once you, I don't say master, you never master, but once you, once you get a hang, you know what you're doing, like, you can just do a go from any to be without, you know, looking for too much direction. And then I think you can pretty much switch styles a little bit and try something new. Yeah. Try yeah. You know, once you get the basics done, that's it, you, you're well away. It's yeah, just fun then, it's like a hobby. Of course, it's, it's the environment, I think. And what you're saying, then we'll go back to, is about, you said about the smell and taste of different strains. I think that the environment has got a massive impact on that as well. It's not just oh, the strains yeah. or, 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 the, or the substrates. I mean, the reason I say that is, is underneath the LED HPS grow I done last time, the bud underneath the LED was just seemed happier, healthier, and it smelled better because it looked healthier. And it, it you know, everything about that bud was better. But oh, I attribute it to the LED, but it wasn't such an intrusive, intense light on it. And I just think the temperature was a bit less on that side. It wasn't getting baked in a hot spot in the middle. I think the, as an overall, that contributed to, to what we were saying about soil and organics being, you know, people say it's your best tasting, the best smelling. I think the environment is a real big, important part of that. But that's yeah, what it on that grow. And environment is like, it's going to be the top, surely. You can, yeah. yeah. Over genetics, probably even, because, you know. I think so, they're the top two, isn't they? Like, yeah. That's got to be like, is environment on point and then finding genetics that are going to be able to work with you yeah i mean like i, I do like i do plan like i'm doing I, I will go back to soil just because i want to try something new because i've made my own compost now that's my yeah, new yeah. thing it's like i want to try that this summer so if it's been cooking for like a year so i want to give it a go is a chicken manure and uh scraps and canvas uh stem nice, compost yeah. yeah and it's like a, I got a little bit of uh, what else have we got in there so we got some camera I, I bought some ingredients last year and chucked them in <laughs> anyway I'll be cooking for a year I'll be cooking for a year this summer oh, no over a year like, yeah like 14-15 months this summer so that's my plan using it for some try something different yeah again it's a passion of knowing when you sit there smoking it that you made that sort of, I, I get it I totally get the, the organic side of it and, and that side of it I really do it must it's, be nice to think you've done everything for that plant. You haven't yeah. bought anything. It's a lack of waste as well. Like you know what I mean, I, mm. I like the idea of like the only thing I'm, uh, you know, I'm not really throwing anything out. I chuck my um, soil on this uh, and the cocoa on the flower beds. You know, it's like mm. I literally I chuck nothing in the bin after a grow. Yeah, roaches. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I've started doing that. I started emptying the cocoa. I've got bags and bags of old cocoa. Just paranoid about how to get rid of it where I am. I get rid of all plant matter by like, blending it up. Or you know, just leaving it in bags now until it's a bit mouldy and throw it in a big tub. I'm yeah. basically composting it, but cocoa I just kept in like builders bags. So I started emptying that because we're moving in the very near future. And, like the gardens, like got lines now. Rob, we're walking up and down with these bags, man. Just cocoa. I'm sure it will do the lawn really good, but it's just yeah. If you if you look yeah. over the fence and you know what cocoa is, I think so. I might know what's going on. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Like, my flow beds go a lot of pure <laughs> <laughs> You say that when I was digging out the garden, trying to flatten it out a bit, I found a load of uh, clay balls, the hydrogen balls. 
out there. Oh, yeah. So someone was at it, yeah. Someone was definitely at it at some point. And they were quite deep down. We're going back about an inch, two inches into, into the mud. So I've got some clay pebbles here. I bought when I, I can't remember what I bought when I first I think when I first started growing, I started buying everything just in case I needed it. Yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than before I needed it, you know, before I wanted something, I bought it. Um and um yeah, so I read I, I can't remember read on some I can't remember if it's a website or something, but yeah, the idea was you put so I'm gonna try this in my next growing, you'll get um uh, the clay pebbles in the bottom, like an inch of clay pebbles. Yeah, yeah. Then the cocoa and pyrrolite mix, and then just plain cocoa on the top for an inch. So, so like, yeah, so we've got like the clay pebbles at the bottom of the pot. So I'll put them on top as well. I'm Because I found that just a few of them on top saved me when I was hand watering, disturbing the soil. Now you disturb the soil a bit and you see some roots and that. I found yeah. just a few of them around, just pushed into the top of the soil when I was growing in the soil. Really uh, to stop you disrupting the, the top level of the soil. It sort of become a, a base almost. When you're building your next pots, or before you do, check, uh, yeah. do a little YouTube search for Leighton Morrison on, I think it's Shangalo Shaping Fire. They talk about uh, horizons in pots, and that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, almost like an air pl- uh, an area that's almost rock, where it would be yeah. in nature kind of thing. So they've always got that free drainage almost. Yeah, I guess. I guess I There's think, lots yeah. of information on kind of how to build them successfully and even how to kind of like use them in a wicking system and shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just, I, I, I wasn't trying anything new. That's <laughs> it. Just, just see how it works. I mean, dude's an expert. Like, he's, I think he's been in soil, well, studying soil for like 20 odd years or something. It's his life. Like, cool. Like I said, I'll try anything once. Like, Thank you so not, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's just, it's just, it's just. I don't know. Sometimes you think, what well, if I don't? If I, you know, I, I'm not like at the moment. I am just back to basics. I'm just doing cocoa A and B. That's all I've used from yeah, yeah. day one. I use water, cocoa A and B, and that's it. On a little, and I cut them on a little bit of a recharge down there, which is just like I give it like a weekly treat. And uh, they seem to like that veg. It's more of a veg thing. Yeah. Um, just yeah. And that's that's the show I do. That's it. That's it. And then I add a, a PK in flour. That's pretty much what I do. I know I'd, I do add more. That's my best growth seem to be that. To be honest, just a, a low yeah. ratio, high ratio PK and A and B. But so I'm saying it gets dangerous because you do. You, I, I'm not the same. I want to change it up, and my way of changing up is new kit or nutrients and you end up with so much like the hydrogen balls I think every grower must have a bag of hydrogen balls that they bought when they yeah. first started growing that they never used after that first grow but it's one of them you end up buying everything up to the sun and half of it ends up sitting on the shelf but yeah I think I've, I, I, I should probably check the date on some stuff actually yeah I've literally just stopped though I just got Coke Rain B and uh, yeah a PK I got a massive bloom as well, green planet massive bloom. I think somebody else has used that, I think. This on a grow with it. Bowls just started using it. Bowls just started using it. I nearly went for it as well, but I thought I know everyone's used it before, but we all jumped on a product a little while ago and it just messed everything. Everyone's grow up, man. So we just now I'm letting him run his tests and I'm running different stuff and then I'll copy him if it works. I actually got it recommended by someone who the guy who told me to start growing, to be honest. He's the one who said he used that's what he used, so I just like, oh. 
you know, I smoked his weed. It's pretty good. So I'll give it a go. Yeah. It's and, really uh, old school, man. A lot of old school growers use that Green Planet Massive. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, you know, he's been going for a long time, I think. So, uh, I assume I want to know because I don't have to buy weed anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got, ter- I've got a turpinate. I'll try and buy them uh, on this one. I haven't ever tried that, so I've dumped on that one. But it's all about the same company, I think. Um, yeah. And a few other bits. But you got, you, you say you got to spice it up and play. You never know what you if you're going to find something one day. That's my attitude. One day I'm going to find something that's going to uh, make my bud look like all the Instagram buds. But I think a lot of them probably photoshopped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what's I like? Oh, Green Planet. Um, not Green Planet. Uh, Green Sensation by Playgon. That's the PKs. And uh, yeah, I've had no problems there. It's expensive. It's available. It's third, I think it's 13, 14. So. Oh, it's 13, 14. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Basically, I think if you look at PK, I think it's 13, 14. Uh, it doesn't say on this one because it's, it's, uh, it's Dutch, so it only says on the PK and American ones. I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 13, 14 or, or something like that. Yeah. So, so what, what's been your favourite strain? You've probably said it already, but just to clarify, if you if you could only grow one strain that you've grown, what would it be? Oh man, that's hard. One. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stro- either strawberry or crescendo. Even though crescendo is the only one I've had for a while, so mm. I'm getting a bit uh, fed up with now. <laughs> so, but it is, is yeah, it's, it's a lot this to the strength for me. I do like a strong one. And yeah, uh, those yeah. both, those strong banana, Shano both knocked me, you know, knocked my dick in the dirt, as they say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and strong banana did smell like an Nesquik. That's what it smelled like. You know, it smelled like Nesquik. It was like a sort of, almost like a sour Nesquik. Yeah, it's quite cushy from the bananas. Yeah. 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 And was really gassy and, and like almost orangey, like a Satsuma. Cool, that'd be nice. Yeah, I've seen a bit of fruit in there. So I've never done a gassy yeah. strain. I used to love gassy strains. I was smoking it as well when I was younger, younger. And I just, I've never done one. I've never done yeah, it's one. Really, it's really chemi, actually. It's quite, it's quite yeah. It's, quite, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's sweet. Um, but like, it's almost like, um, I guess, like when you sniff like, uh, like a cleaning solution, like an orange cleaning solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just strong. <laughs> it's really strong as well. And it is a is a is a is a is a nighttime weed, you know. It's like yeah, I think yeah. it's strong. I smoked weed for many years was just for the nighttime weed. So I just it was all the cushions and indicas and anything I'd get my hands on it put me asleep. That that's all I grew for for many you, years. So there's a question. Do you notice a difference between sativas and indicas or mm, not really? I mean it, yeah. I'd, I'd, I, I, if going for a proper haze, then yeah. I mean, that's a real heady uh, type high. But it's, it's like GMO says, he, he doesn't like the, 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 the. These days, there's not really true forms of anything. They've been mixed up so much. But yeah. I I think growing indicas was more, what I would say is an indica plant, a short squat plant. They seem to be stronger. They seem to be, and I think that might be to do, which is me going off on a limb, but the evolution of the plant, because the shorter squatter plants don't have to reach for light. They're getting baked in the sun. So naturally they're going to be plants that have over many years been, you know, like, you know, equator, equator regions, like the hash plants and that, that, that them sort of strains. And, um, you know, just the genetics of them make them a bit stronger. Whereas I, I tend to find, 
the if the, the longer and lankier plant, which we would relate to sativa, but then I've seen com, no complete mixes of the two now. It seems to be more heavy, which I don't like. I don't like thinking. Like I, I, I smoke to to go asleep. Like I said, the last thing I needed was to be laying there having a creative um, four hours in bed trying to go asleep. So, but as far as indica versus sativa, unless you're going real hazy, then no, I didn't really find any difference growing them. I've grown a few sativas now. I'd even say the Exodus is sort of a sativary shaped plant when left natural, but that puts you out, you know what I mean? I, th I think it's just the stoner mythology that we have as stoners for many years without the information that, you know, something is really strong as an indica or really stony. So it might have been my perception of it, but. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I, to, I, I think that it's off, maybe it's placebo because I, I think, oh yeah, yeah, that's quite heady. And then I'm thinking, Am I just thinking because I know it's a sativa dominant? Yeah, because yeah, I've yeah. read the label for the last like fucking <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> so, no, yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 th I think it's, I think, I, I, I think that maybe more indica ones feel stronger. I don't know, because the, the ones that really, like I said, really knock you out more indica heavy. And they do like sort of knock me out, but um, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's much difference. Nah, I don't, not, not anymore. I think the point was back in the day. But I think what you said there is a really valid point is, is perception, what you think it is. Like, if I'm uh, growing a strain from a breeder that I class like in the top couple of breeders on the planet, I always think that plant straight out of the bat, I think it's going to be better quality or I think it's going to be, um, I think it smells better. Or if I see an issue, I'm less worried. So I think it's perception as well. So if, I'm, if I've got a sativa dominant plant, like you say, and I'm reading the packet, which we've all done when we're growing over and over again, researching them, then I'm yeah. automatically going to be waiting for a heady high. So Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if somebody give you a seed and said, yeah, go grow that out, and then yeah. you grow it out, and then you smoked it, would you say, oh yeah, it's indica, or it's, it's I, don't, I don't think you would. Or you could have a good guess, but I don't think yeah. you really know. But then the stoner myths come into play, the size of the leaves, the structure of the plant. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different factors that, you, that I would have preset in my head that would make me start to look at it as yeah. more of a, a sativa or indica dominant plant. But yeah. I say um, Agent Orange was sativa for me in the fact, like, if I tried to sleep after smoking it, I'd lay there for about 45 minutes making a plan that I'd do tomorrow and be like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to get up and do it now. Like <laughs> that was one of the strange man. You know what? This is what I said. I've got some from a mate, and I hadn't smoked weed for like through the day for many years. And I did. I was battered for like a month, and I had to stop. I was like, no, what? I'm getting. You know what I mean, because I got, I did smoke to the point. I had so much of it. I was smoking to the point of it that I was, I was becoming still like stuck to the sofa. But you're right, it did. It, it was a daytime active one, but I didn't. That's not the way I like to do things. So it was just I ended up stopping it. But it definitely was. Well, I would class a sativa, yeah. It's so. weird because, yeah, like you say, it's it's almost like sativa and indica are descriptions of the smoke now, yeah. not necessarily descriptions of the plant structure. Yeah, but yeah, they can be descriptions of plant structure. But again, it's like really depends the context you're talking about it in. Like if yeah. you yeah, if you preset it with like this smoke is very sativa. Right? I can hear that, or if you go, this structure is very sativa. I can, I can hear that, but I say that this structure made this high, and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure I get that. 
yeah, yeah I, I get exactly I know exactly what you're saying with that um, yeah I've had like indica plants which I thought oh that's a sativa phenol you know and then mm-hmm. it's like mm, it just smokes like the others <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's, I mean, most strains are like that man most strains were just the same to me even tasting that I'm just, I don't think I'm very good with taste even I mean I don't pick up on things that other people do my, my only experience comparatively I think is the best way to smoke weed have uh, I always either drink a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and that's like my standard palate cleanser but I have to have two different strains and then be able to taste between them to really get the flavours yeah taste but not the high either. so I, uh, I guess why cannabis cups are a ridiculous thing really to think about it because once you get after you smoke the first joint can you really distinguish between highs it's just, just flavour surely yeah, yeah, absolutely. 20 minutes between and then three hours sitting out. Yeah. This is the thing, especially when you're getting some real strong strains. And it is, I mean, obviously there for a reason, but you're right. By the time they've been there and judged a couple of them, the categories, they're battered. I mean, and you and that taste as well in your mouth. I mean, I don't think you can cleanse your palate. So you, you know, it's like you did that first joint of the day and it's like, it's just the taste, and like the next one isn't, and the next one isn't more. It, yeah. That's when I find comparatives the best way. Like, I know exactly what you mean with like um, first joint sets. It always tastes the best. Yeah. And then you're like kind of chasing that with the rest of them. But I think that's almost because those like flavor senses are flooded. So if you go for something completely different and give them a give your brain and the senses like the communication of it a bit of a break, mm. I think you get them. You get that sense back very well but you need again it's it's not like you can do it with two flavors that taste very similar if they're polar it's the best way to do it yeah, i don't know I, why i'm an expert in taste and shit now but <laughs> you've run a lot know. of strains mate that's that's where you come into that you've run a lot of strains do you know what i mean you used to be talking the other day the amount of strains that you've turned over since you started growing is more than people i've known have been around for 10 years so yeah, I'm always an man. <laughs> never on the same yeah. thing twice as that, Lordy. No, never. Respect. Oh, yeah. dude, I can't. I can't. Never settle. <laughs> no, no, no just... you're hurting my head. <laughs> it's, it's all something new to try. I mean, it's all flavors. All these flavors. Why yeah. settle? You know. I'm. I'm like keep everything, grow everything. <laughs> I want it all. Yeah. Just like replace it with the better one if, if yeah. you find one. Like I. Like I said, I've kept crescendo and I've got a chem dog there from other plant as well. Um, and I'm going animal cookies instead because <laughs> it came, you know, <laughs> it turned up. So I was like, yes, yeah, yeah. animal cookies. So, yeah, again, I got like mother plants for, I don't know, the next year and a so, but I keep, keep looking at seeds as well. So <laughs> This is it. The thing with mother plants is they end up having their own tent. It doesn't, it doesn't work out at first, but you'll end up with like a 60 by 60 that's just full of small mower plants. It becomes an obsession of its own, separate from the growing. Because when I, when I really first got into mother plants and I was like, you know, after I lost a couple of strains because I just didn't keep it, I started keeping one of everything that I grew and then got rid of them if they weren't no good. But then if one was okay, I think, well, I might run that one again. That one was okay. And this could be two, two plants in the same set of four seeds, same strain. Before I knew it, it was getting a bit dangerous, you know what I mean? You can fucking mother plants everywhere. So now I'm really strict. Unless something completely blows my fucking nut, then then no, I can't. Yeah. 
Well, uh, that's why I think I've done you. Yeah, I've, I've grown something I like, and I was like, I want to keep that, Ben. Oh, I want to go this first, and then I want to go this first, and then I want this first. Because, yeah, I don't want this, I don't want to lose it, but I don't want the same thing twice either. So it's, yeah. Um, catch 22, just being just being greedy. And the fact that you if I just run a pyramid in another tent, I, I, I got the option, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know, but as I say, if you're going to run Coco again, running four identical plants from Clone, it's, it, you'll be amazed at the difference, I think. That's where cocoa shines through. Obviously, that's where water is needed in water, but you can play a bit more in cocoa. But I mean, you can really dial the feed in. If you're pushing one plant and the other one, say one plant isn't really keeping up, you're not going to have that. So I found myself pushing the envelope when I ride in the very lip of overfeeding almost, you know, just below where it was going to start to burn the tips up because I knew all four plants would take exactly the same feed and exactly the same pH. There was no messing around with it. So, yeah. That's why I'm kind of excited to run that crescendo again uh, in cocoa. Yeah. Uh, just because I know what it did in soil. So I'm like, well, you know, fingers crossed I can do justice in cocoa as well. And I know that it's going to be, you know, good. Be a good oh, comparison. Yeah. I look forward to hearing about that, man. That'll be a good one. Especially once it's dried, cured, and stuck next to each other. That'll be, yeah. That's the proper bro science moment there when you, you're smoking it. So. Yeah, I think people are kind of realizing bro science is worth something though. Like, numbers are good for selling stuff, but if there's not a noticeable difference, it's not worth it. Uh, you know, is it is that fair to say? Like, yeah, you we're can't tell the difference. Say. Why the fuck bother? Sometimes listen, that is what I get about being too technical, man. That's what I get. Listen, rabbit holes are good, keeping it interested, keeping it fresh, keeping it good, but. I don't want to see a set of rules come into play from this new wave of organics and or this new. Look, 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 it's really good that everyone's exploring the microbial and uh, and everything that's going on. I think it's brilliant. We're all going to learn a lot from it. But I like the basics to be the basics for the people because overcomplicating it is a nightmare. And what Raptor said the other day, I was going to say them. A Raptor said the other day, just because like so you can have a controlled environment test done in a lab laboratory in the US now. You know, exactly the same humidity in, in other two different lights to test lighting, exactly the same lighting with two different humidities to see how the strain reacts. Now, the, the big factor there is, is it's being done in a controlled environment. I haven't got a controlled environment. So my, my, my shed or my garage or my loft or whatever anyone's using is not a controlled, clean, sterile, uh, you know, fully ventilated, air-conditioned to exactly 27 degrees. I mean, I, I get temperature swings from... I mean, even in like deep winter, if you know, if if I'm running a veg tent and the other tent, I could be up at like 32 through the day when the lights are on, and then it drops off to like you know 16 at night. What I'm getting at is, is the bro science is where it's at for me at the moment because the Raptor said it very well. He said, just because it works for you in your setup and that's it, doesn't mean that it works for me. And that really clicked in my head with the numbers game of scientific and that look, we need it. It's pushing boundaries. We're learning so much. But I don't have a scientific setup. I don't have, I've got a tent in a garage on a cold floor with the humidity is far too high and I'm probably not moving enough air. So I'm, it's not doing me any favours, that, that science and them numbers. But it's good that we're able to push the boundaries with the science. But I don't want to see that become the set standard as we move forward. That's my yeah. only fear with this new wave of the podcast and that. I mean, they're everywhere now. And it, that's, that's my fear is, is that this, knowledge will become the acceptable level of knowledge. That's a better way to say it. Because that can put people off and scare people, man. That That's my worry with the numbers game that's going on at the moment. But it's not a bad thing. 
everyone that's doing it, we're especially when we're involved with it, they're very good guys and they're very explanatory with it. But it's just a bit daunting sometimes, I think. Sorry, yeah, a bit of a rant I, there. I, I know you're saying there's two, there's two types of, like if you're coming into it uh, and you just download, uh, you could you download any podcast now and there'll be, and these days, like, you know, just in the time I've been growing, it goes straight into growing. It goes straight into deep growing science. And, you know, the first, when I first started listening to podcasts, they're all about how to start growing. You know, that's literally a night set of podcasts, literally how to start your first grow. Yeah. And now they go really deep. They go really deep. And, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess it could be daunting coming in now. You know, if you, if you, if you just, just start hitting media, social media as well, you're going to be, that's that's just what I mean. It's it's a real big it's the, the level of knowledge on someone that's been in the in growing for a very short period of time like in the right communities, podcast, Instagram, if you're in the right people, the level of knowledge is mind blowing, man. Like there's stuff that I've been growing like 12, 13 years, and it blows my brain. You know what I mean? But that's not a bad thing. It's not digging. What I'm saying is, is you can gain this knowledge very, very quickly now. But it's, that could be, as you say, for a new grower, that it blows my mind. I've been at it 13, 12, 13 years, and it's blown my mind. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I get uh, surprised with some of the discussions I see on the just even in the in the Google chat. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. You know, sitting having coffee and work, and I just look on my phone because I can't really join in with all, on my phone. So I'm just looking at the chat, and I'm like some of the discussions some of the guys are having. I'm just like, it's high level shit. Well, man. yeah. That's deep. <laughs> it's thing, that's the rabbit hole. That's how they keep it interesting. And that's that, that's fine. It's just I the level, yeah. the, the general knowledge level now where people are at is just fucking it's mind blowing. But it's like kids are like kids, kids and computers. I was learning to use Word when I was in school. That was about as technical as it got. These kids are designing bloody games now. You know what I mean? But that's what it's like. But you have to yeah. move with the times. That's the you have to move with the times. So but balance. even with those simple knowledge, you can still smash up the park. I mean, yeah. yeah. You can just—I'm sure this girls out there on the second or third go, just, just with cocoa A and B and just doing, looking after the plants and taking care of. I bet they smashed it. You know, mm-hmm. just sometimes, you know, as much science as you want. Sometimes you just got to be—it's just natural. <laughs> Captain Beefheart, you get Captain Beefheart on the Friday. I don't know if you've heard him on there, but get um, there's a bit of banter now. I think when he goes on there because he's just like no, just, just this. He's so simple in the way that he does things, but look what he yeah. does. You know what I mean? It's madness. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a, a method, you know, to, to, to just knowing what to do. <laughs> I mean, it's experience. You can't, ex- you know, that's it. It's experience. Experience, experience yeah. separates people from uh, words, but consistently good growers are it's experience is always. That's the only thing separating people from that mess up a lot because they've messed up a lot over the years, so they know when it's going to up, but. Messing up's good for you. Definitely helps you learn. Oh yeah, I've I literally I think I've I think I've done it on my diaries. I put like at the end, say lessons I've learned. <laughs> and it's like oh, every grow, I think, right, next time I'm not gonna do that. Next time I'm not do that. Um this one is you know, control the stretch. That's what I've learned this time, you know, lesson round. And you know, and I think the time before that, and I, I learned I didn't like scrogs because I don't like not be able to get the back of the plants. So, you know, live and learn. You try, I try everything once and it doesn't work, then use it again. No, it's, oh, it's a, good mess up, a good mess up grow is, is um, it's needed sometimes, like GMO said it before, but 
you can have four good grows in a row and you start becoming, you don't realise it, but you're, you're neglecting it a bit. You're not paying attention. And then you have that really. one bad one and you are on everything. You know what I mean? You're checking everything for the entire bro. So it's good to mess up sometimes. Yeah, that happened to me. Definitely happened to me. I, I, My first grow was good. Second grow was pretty good. And I think I got a bit cocky. In the, and then I think the fourth grow was just like, well, I just hit need. I just fucked it, you know. So just, I think I just got a bit cocky. And uh, yeah. And yeah, I think like the plants read that though, man, as well. Oh, uh, just like sometimes you can have the best genetics in the world, but if your energy's not right going into the grow room, they're like, I'm gonna fuck with this dude. <laughs> if, your head, if your head's not in that in the right space, it's like, I'm just gonna throw out a secret banana behind the stem where he's not looking this week. Like, they fucking know, man, they keep you on point. <laughs> Yeah, oh. do you ever find uh, bananas in your in your like uh, buds afterwards? Yeah, I sure. I found a banana, cut the bananas yeah. in like the buds, but like obviously no seeds because it was. I think it's just because I've probably just kind of gone so long. Like I usually go like ten weeks, you know, till like well, you know, till I see the trichomes. I like yeah. so. I think the trichomes yeah, are, are uh, cool. uh, like. Sorry. No, yeah, no, it's, it's just, I show the little banana flowers, what they look like to me, little yellow bits of my buds. No, no, I think a lot of people get them and just don't talk about them. I don't, I don't know if it's a, it's not a pride thing, but I like it to Instagram with, I call the leaf pickers where you only see the good plant or the plant with all the dead leaves cut off of it. I think a lot of people, a lot of growers get bananas and I don't know if it's the fact that they don't want to tell people they've got them or they don't want to acknowledge they've got them because then it's real. But I've had them many a time, many a time um, in the latter weeks of a grow. Uh, it's not every single grow, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. one in three grows, I definitely see bananas now in the late, latter stages of a grow. So, yeah, so. yeah, I think, yeah, only when I go 10, like, only when I go, like, yeah, 10 weeks, usually that's when it, I use, like, I'm not, no seeds, just cut bananas and the thing. I don't know, I get, I don't know, it makes sense though, I guess they would chuck bananas out if you're just feeding them water the last two weeks and, Oops, trying to reproduce you know, they come at the end of Oops. life. You might have just hit something quite valid there that popped in my head, though, about people that say, um, now people that get seeded bud. We do see seeds in bud a lot, um, but I've maybe it's to do with the fact that street weed is never given enough time to produce seeds, and the stuff we're doing is going 10, 11, 12 plus weeks sometimes. You know, that, that might be why you yeah. tend to see it in home grow setups because we're not chopping it a week, six weeks, seven, we're letting it run properly and we're going doing it all properly we're flushing yeah, it for two weeks and it's done when it's done you know that's why I love the as much as every every fucking seed pack says eight to ten weeks it's ten weeks yeah. <laughs> I've never had eight weeks yeah. I sure they you know I show people that as but just for me it's just always been ten you know, every time just ten ten and a half I've had one strain go that will do in nine weeks but apart from that I've never seen anything that's ready into even 10 weeks is like not for how I like it. Normally 11, 12 week is how I like it, but I've never seen anything ready under 10 weeks really, except that one strain. So again, same with autos, like autos 70 days. No, it's not 70 days. You're talking you know, 14 off, weeks. Yeah. Hundreds. I, yeah, I'd least, say yeah. um, old clones, you can sometimes take five to seven days off with because they seem just mature yeah. from the get go, like right to flower. Yeah. 
and I'd definitely yeah, say with that, LED, yeah. like you can not necessarily always shave a week off, but occasionally they'll stop progressing at a certain point, and then it's like they just don't do anything from that point on. You may as well take them down. That's the strain I was talking about. It's a really old clone, so you're probably right with that. But um, I don't know. Just because we're talking about flower and rates, I've got some blues at the moment, and I moved them all into flower at the same time. Some under CMH and some under LED, and the CMH ones are only just now like in full pom pom, like at about three and a half, no, four weeks now. Which is weird. And I mentioned it a couple of times. I'm not sure if it's something I'm doing, but I don't know. With CMH, I'm always getting like a lot slower transition into flower. It's, it's a lot more on the blue spectrum. I think. Maybe. I Sorry? don't know. It's a lot more on the blue spectrum, isn't it? It's, it is a matter. Yeah, it's a lot more blue. I'm almost putting it down to the amount of UV because UV can slow plants. But yeah, yeah. they're always like stinking. So, and it it's not bad light so I, I let it run but yeah it they, they always seem to make up for it so they'll still finish nine and a half ten weeks but it takes them like four weeks to get into real flower which is just strange so i find i'm in real flower within 10 days now yeah. i think that's more to do with i Old used to do 13 11 yeah but for, even in seed but oh, um, 13 11 i used to run now i'm just doing 12 12 straight again i think i'm overcomplicating shit by changing light in the night it's 12 12 does it I don't need to piss about. But also, I am using PK from day one flower. I am feeding them a flower nutrient, uh, a flower uh, solution from the day I change the lighting. To me, in my head, the minute they want that to start using the extra PK, it's in there. Instead of them, instead of waiting for a lot of growers will wait until they're like two weeks, three weeks in to start adding the PK in. But by that point, the plant's already been asking for it and it wasn't present. So I, that might, I think in my head, that's got a lot to do with it. The fact that I have it's, it's in there from day one flower. It's not using it day one, but if it wants it on day four or day seven or day ten, it's in there. I'm not waiting to see fluff before I start throwing PK on. Very fair. Help them through the transition with what they need. Yeah, this is it. In cocoa, you have to, in my head. You, you have to in cocoa because it's not there anyway. It's funny what you're putting through. You can just grow on A and B through flower, but obviously you, you need PK, realistically. I I think I added it week two. I think, yeah, I think I put, yeah, week two, I think five days in. I think I sat, I added a little bit of PK. Yeah. I think I think it was kind of you. Do you say about it on you, actually? <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. <laughs> I took in the first Coco Go. So I thought, oh, well. Chuck it in day one, mate, honestly. I'm really starting to notice I'm in true flower within 10 days. I mean, every single grow that I do uh, now. I haven't had anything been longer than that. I'm excited. Are we going over what you're growing at the moment, Lordy? Uh, it's animal cookies at the moment. Fossil that is hanging up, and uh, I've jarred up a couple of jars. So I got to do the rest tomorrow. And animal cookies is in the veg tent, waiting for the flower tent to get rid of all the hanging gelato. And then, yeah, I'll be flipping animal cookies, Dex's animal cookies. And uh, yeah, I hope we can get a couple of different phenos out of them. Be interesting, see what everybody else gets as well. All I've got. So. Yeah. And that's the veg space empty as well. So what's what lined up next? There's always something like window oh, shopping for. Yeah, I've been looking at... Oh, I see I've been shopping around. Or oh, am I just going to do... I quite, I've got a chem... I've grew a, a chem dog from seed. Just It was one of the... I went off the forum when I first started. 
on the forum. It was like, I think it was a, I think Kino said it was a HSO. Uh, mm-hmm. Chemdog, yeah. Chemdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got one of them. I might, I'm tempted to take clones and give that a go. People, people oh. really like that, 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 that one we had. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, oh, do I, something, do I buy something? Do I buy some seeds? <laughs> I'm window shopping. <laughs> yeah. Kino's like, don't buy seeds, enter competitions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we're going to be cutting down in competitions, I think. Getting a bit out of that now. So I think we're going to yeah. make it a bit more difficult to get the seeds because that's. Yeah, it's kind of, I just like, yeah, I just look, keep looking at flavors and stuff. I, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know at the moment. I wait, I, I'll wait till, as soon as I, I know that as soon as I flip animal companies, that's when I start thinking, right, I either got a plant or start cutting. Yeah. So that's what I'll do. I wonder, I mean, the one you've got, the crescendo one. I could, yeah, I know. Everybody, I think it's straight away, keep, but you can see if there's a difference. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, Kay bag, bag, I think, wants to know what the difference is as well. He said it'd be interesting to do last time he was on. And you remember yeah. it fresh what he's done. So, yeah, yeah it's just it's done. Just, yeah, and it would, it would be nice to run a stream more than once, I guess. Mm. That's what I should do now. It's been a couple of years. Just so much different flavours to choose from. I know, I know, mate. It's, we've, got a, we've got all these strains in the thing. I, I don't ever take... We've got like, if we have a spit, when we make up the sea packs, if one or two spare, then oh, they go into like a, a white baggie that's just like a in, in a white jiffy bag. And I'll, I'll use them sometimes, but I don't ever use them out of there. But even then, I've still got a shopping basket full of all these different yeah. strains. You know what I mean? Because it is, it's just, it, you just get bored, don't you? I find myself on like Cheaper or London Sea Centre, like just adding shit. I forgot on there now, there'll be like 15 strains from the last time I was sat up at three in the morning going through strains. But yeah, Cheap Cheaper got um, Colorado seeds now. And I'm like, look at all the Colorado fans. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm talking to you. I've got a little. Uh, I got a drawer full of seeds in front of me. I was going through them and thinking, oh, yes. <laughs> I still got some, like, I love amnesia. I love that taste. I love yeah. that like, sort of lemony, uh, wood polished taste, you know. And I got, I got, still got some, uh, I got some Guspana seeds. Oh, nice. That would be interesting. Yeah. That's one I've wanted. Yeah. Oh, Master Kush as well. The Dutch Passions. I got that. Here. Uh... Yeah. So I was looking to buy more. So I don't know. It's just a hobby, isn't it? It's just, this is just, like, yeah. just like men as well. Men like collecting things. I think. I think men, yeah, that's why we all collect records. And we all collect, yeah. you know, yeah. football right. albums as kids. And now we're, we're seeds. I'm sure everyone's got a little drawer of seeds. It's like every every grow or stone has got their, their stickers collection, don't they? Yeah. Well, every yeah. we get more messages about stickers than we do about seeds on social media. People asking, we always advertise all the competitions we do, but then they, 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 people get some of your stickers, or like you've got some stickers on that sponsor, this sponsor. It's like you expect people to message you for the seeds or the lights and shit, but yeah, stoners in their stickers, man. So they get the right hump when you say that. No, I'm not, not going to post for to America for like five quid just for free stickers. So I just don't read the messages no more because they get real angry. It's like shit, man. It's a sticker, but yeah. Go back to actually the thing about it, you know, I think I don't try to think about them. Um, we're talking strains. The, the only experience I got of sativa when I thought, oh shit, yeah, it's sativa. I was in Amsterdam. I went to a grey area in Amsterdam, which is like pure known for its weed, I think. Mm. And um I got something sativa based then. And I remember I had the jitters, proper jitters afterwards, like paranoia across I don't get paranoid smoking weed ever. Yeah. But I would. I crossed the road. Was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I remember. So yeah, I guess there is something in sativa. Like that. That got my heart racing. Like never before. I don't think it was just strength. It was like, I smoked weed before. It was jittery strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So maybe there's something in sativa. I guess in heady ones like that. 
Yeah, I think I've Pete that. called it a bag of fear. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's a good name, harvested man. early, like harvested at five weeks or something. Absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> uh, so, so you can do that with your harvest time, right? Captain and no gym. Oh, you start doing it sometimes. Chop in real early, you do get that more heady. Whereas then you can run the same strain three weeks longer and it's probably going to put you on your ass, but it's not always the case. Yeah, I think, would love if they could find out exactly what it was that was making me paranoid. No, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right, man. Like 99% of strains, I think, have a range of spectrum for mm. effects. Yeah. So, yeah, I think running the same strain, you can dial in shit that you just didn't know was there the first time. Yeah, I've heard of people um, like looking for like timing trichomes down to the hour, you know, going back and forth, checking a room like all day long, and then like, oh, it's ready. I'm like, that's just ridiculous to me. It's just like you pretty much know that week if you harvest it or not. This is it, yeah. Yeah, man. I check three spots: top, middle, bottom. Average that, and away I go. Yeah. Like, what the f- <laughs> fair play to that person who's got a timer. All right, let's yeah. see how they see how they are now. Like a fucking chicken in the though. oven. It's like, I remember like, before like, I even knew you could grow, I was talking like I was like, a teenager and like you used to talk to people like, you know, about growing and like, we all like obviously knew loads with like regular couple of red eye magazines or something, but, and it was like, the myth back then was like, there was like a 12 hour window and if you missed the window, then it's no good. But that was what everyone believed. I mean, at least everyone that we knew, it was quite mad. So it's just a stone of myths, isn't it? I'd love to do a podcast on just proper stone of myths because it's, it's like, yeah, Stoner always, well, not saying every stoner, but I mean, a lot of stoners probably think they know a lot about growing, but the reality is it's very different, I think, to what I ever thought it was going to be. I heard bong water would increase potency. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm like, hang on a minute. Maybe if you're stressing it at the right time and completely suffocating the roots with resin, I don't know. There's got somebody's made that up for good reason. We used to have a kid in school. <laughs> Go on, Molly, sorry. I was going to say, was that, did that speak, start to say about jizzing in the fucking plant pot? Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, I almost trust Aspie enough to say he's looking for the right compounds in a different source. So I kind of believe that it would work for maybe. Mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. But I don't know. I'm sure he's got a place, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I remember no, I've heard some horror stories about people using. I'm sure he said he had he whisked it up like fucking egg whites in a shot glass. God, that, 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 he <laughs> like you're making it. a meringue. That's Aspie getting a reaction. That's Aspie. <laughs> that's Aspie's statement. And, yeah, I've heard of people using. I don't want to say the word, but you know, lady stuff for the months and that. And hell yeah, yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. Oh mate, it just. No, you don't need. You've got bottles. That's what I'm saying. That, that comments <laughs> like that and Aspie's comment makes you think there's bottled nutrients out there. Go and <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck your organics, man. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Sorry, where do we, where, how do we get here, Lordy man? This is your fault. This is your show. You keep pushing myths. us down weird rabbit holes. Stone myths. Stone myths. Stone growing myths. Growing myths and stone myths. So we love them. Yeah. yeah, I remember this one kid in school. It was like back then it was all hash, and like he used to walk around with this empty coke bottle, and he would blow his smoke into the coke bottle from the hash, from his hash joint, 
and then seal it up and it would sort of condense and he would save this up for like a long time and then like drink it or put it in teas. That's fucking bullshit that people come out with, man. It probably had something in it because it was a smoke, but I mean, he had this bottle of Coke on him that he would just blow smoke into and let it condense almost. And yeah, it was fucking nasty. You know, I imagine it tastes worse than bong water. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, smoky condensation. <laughs> this is it. But the thing was, though, we were smoking hash. It was like, you know, obviously with cigarette in it. So it's, yeah, I can't imagine what that must have been like when he eventually made tea out of it. But he was doing it for a long time. He had some dedication on it, that one. But, we, um, we, yeah, we always use um we would make the uh, uh, can pipes like in school, yeah, which yeah. is fucking the idea of that now. It just turns my stomach. <laughs> like, it, it? Right, you got to do it. Um, the thing we done, we remember when we first started smoking, we couldn't roll. It was more like a cool thing, I think, when we first started doing it, and we couldn't roll enough. And this fella used to make his joints at twenty pound each. Yeah. Now, obviously, there was probably about a pound of a bud in it, but then yeah. we started with the hash, so we just I just couldn't roll. No, it just is putting my hands up. Even like if I try and roll now, because I don't smoke, I just use all. But I have to use a card to get it perfect. I roll with like a card. It's weird how I roll. But we used to use cigarettes and we used to empty them out and then fill them back up with the backy and bits of hash. That's how we smoked <laughs> for like six months, man. Mad. I remember the, like one of my earliest like weed memories is um, we, yeah, we had some hash and we rolled one skinners in the boys' bedroom. Mm. The, uh, it must be about 13, 14. So we rolled a load of one skinners. Um, because we couldn't roll anything else, obviously. <laughs> and then we went to uh, went to this like petrol station. Me and like we lived in a little village, so we had this little petrol station, and uh, we just smoked these weed joints outside the petrol station. We went inside and just bought loads and loads of frazzles and uh, <laughs> frazzles. chocolate bars. Yeah, just yeah. I just remember frazzle, and we had just we all of us just like munched down for ages, and then I threw up. I'm throwing up. <laughs> I think it's because of the tobacco. I think the tobacco yeah. made me sick. Uh, yeah. So like, um, yeah. I just remember, like, like, I didn't like weed then after that for a long time. I think. Yeah. And uh, I thought it made me sick. And then, um, and then I think I went after. I think I was about 17, and then I had a bucket. And uh, yeah, Brilliant I felt ama- I, remember, I remember feeling amazing. And then feeling awful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really start smoking weed and then again until I was like in my late twenties. Yeah, yeah, I had a long time off. It's like similar to me. I, I started because I was a lot when we were kids, but then stopped for many years. But do you think like munchies, giggles? Like, I know we can, you can all still get them. I think, but do you think that's like a stoner myth, like the indica sativa one? Whereas, you know, as a kid, I'm all going to get the giggles. We're all going to get the munchies. Obviously, we all know we do get the munchies, but. Not like we did yeah. when we were kids, I think. Like you said, like the, the 10 packs of frazzles followed by two ice creams and a two-litre bottle of Coke. Do you think there might be, a, again, like a bit of a myth that sort of become reality when you're a kid? Because the giggles mm. side of it, I, I only had as a kid. I the giggles, I, 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 I haven't had the giggles uh, since... I had it once as an adult. Mm. And that was when I wasn't a frequent smoker and I smoked... I think it was on. I think it was on Amsterdam when I had the giggles then. But other than that, I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. But the munchies, I'm terrible. I'm really yeah. bad. It's. A, I think. I think it's. A, I think it just drops your blood sugar, doesn't it? I think that's yeah, what it does. Yeah, that's yeah. when you get hungry. So if you have something sweet, it's usually pretty good. But the thing is, food tastes so good when you're high. <laughs> no, fresh orange juice, man. Freezing cold. Oh, that brings you back as well. Though, if you go and just you're on that, like that's going to the the whitey side, then a nice pint of fresh orange juice that's freezing cold that will that will swing you back real quick man 
Yeah, I, I think last time I white I was on the on the floor of someone's bathroom. I think I was, I was 17 years old. I haven't done it for a while. <laughs> I haven't done it as an adult. I'm, I, I don't think, I think when I've smoked too much as an adult, I've just sort of laid down like at some Haribo and I've been all right. Yeah, is it. Yeah, so. Again, you know what's coming though, didn't you? When you're older, that's. I think the mindset side of it is important. I think with kids when they do have these fragile outs, when they don't get it wrong, the, the wrong type of weed or the white harvest is too early, or that fear in a bag weed that can fuck people up. You know, if you're not expecting it and it, it gets older, but if you're half expecting to be paranoid, giggly, have the munchies before you start smoking, then I think you're more likely to probably get paranoid, get the giggles, and start munching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the mindset when you're doing it, especially as if, uh, people are getting just getting into smoking. I think you hit the nail on the head with giggles as well. Like, for a long time, well, you're not often growing your own when you first smoke weed. Mm. So it's you've got like a giddy thrill for breaking the law and sorting stuff out that way. And if it's not even an illicit move, then it's already had paraphernalia about, like, sorry, fucking... Uh, propaganda about it for the last like 70 years so you still like feel, get some giddy rush from doing something new that's meant to be bad if that makes sense yeah yeah i still so, get that now my growing man so my attraction to it i think i think that kind of giggles goes but i get a stone of giggles in like i'll do something and then i'll be like I don't know. I'll, I'll see something in the corner of my eye and then I'll look and it'll be fucking nothing. But my heart will be absolutely racing because I, I don't know. I'm a fucking stoner and paranoid as shit sometimes if I'm smoking <laughs> some racy stuff. But then I'll kind of, that, that thought will go through my mind and I'll be like, you're just a stupid fucking stoner. And I'll set myself off for giggling for five minutes. Mm. Like it's a different giggle fit. Like I can find stuff amusing, but I'm not necessarily in a ball like laughing like i'm like yeah. i'm not allowed to laugh i think that's the other thing like you're trying to hide it and shit in the beginning isn't you like especially if it's your first smoke around people who have smoked before you don't want to be the boy the person who's fucking off their tits off half half a drag yeah so it's like yeah. the more you try not to laugh the more you're gonna fucking laugh that's what that literally happened to me. I remember, I remember the first time was in a guy's bedroom, uh, like when the first time I giggles in a guy's bedroom, and we were just passing a joint around, and me and this other guy were looking at each other going, and then obviously he started laughing, and then I started laughing, and that was it. It's you know, when you're trying to sit there and look serious, yeah, yeah, as a yeah. teenager, when he was gonna fucking start laughing, <laughs> I mean, that's it, yeah, so yeah, that's what, yeah, I mean, the truth is, you probably would have giggled anyway, whether you're high or not, yeah. This is it, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's one of those fun associations, though, and it? it's one of those part of growing up again, the giggles of weed the first oh, time. Okay, yeah, you know, it's like yeah, first white and yeah, yeah, it's you know, part of growing up in the UK. I think getting your first whitey. So like, I think we all got a story, you know, picking mushrooms up the fields. We all got them <laughs> stories as we all did it. Coming of age, I think every country yeah. and culture's got their little rituals. Hanging around outside head shops, trying to buy little bongs and pipes. It was like fifteen quid. It was like three weeks' pocket money. So it's all excited, but it's like a lump of shit plastic acrylic bong. You can get on eBay for two quid today, but well, yeah, I, had, I had a I had a plastic bong for years called and uh, I had a sticker on it. It's a band called American Steel, and like that bong was christened American Steel. And all my friends came over. We all 
smoked through American Steel for years, and like, and then it's only when I got into like, like, you know, growing weed, I was like, shit, like, I need to get rid of this piece of shit and get like something decent to smoke, you know, to taste, to taste what I've grown. Yeah. Oh, I did. I smashed my bong last week as well. No. Yeah. I'm smoking a little. I'm smoking a little uh, silicon. Like, have you seen the peacemaker ones, the the unbreakable ones. Yeah, I, got, I, I probably have, but yeah, they're like silicon unbreakable bongs. I've got one yeah, of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. I use it to take them to like festivals and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had the money now. Some of them cost them glass bongs are fucking mental. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's some of them like you just look, like if you've got a hamster, you know, you you, the, you can hire a raw bong for like the weekend or something. That's and, like nice. the you've seen the price on them, they're like 200 quid. Yeah. I've not seen like you know, some of these pieces out there, fucking thousands of pounds. It's like, God, how much? How much better can it taste? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. How do you put a price tag on that? I don't think anything's going to taste two thousand pounds better. You know, if it, as a but I mean, bong hits are not really tasty anyway. To be honest, I mean they're, they're pretty harsh. Anyway, I know you're trying to get rid of that harshness, but it's not like enjoying a joint. It, it, it. I mean, you can't. I, I think a good clean bong is great when first hit and after that then. Mm. It goes downhill quickly, but yeah, taste wise, it has to be a joint, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. <clears throat> or a clean, clean bong. Yeah, I, I do love that when you get a clean bong and you fill the neck full of ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, I do every day, but <laughs> yeah, I'm you know, but I do love that when you, when you get a clean bong and you fill it full of ice and you get like a crispy one. Yeah, that's amazing. But then, like I said, it gets dirty pretty quick and then stays dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the old ice? So we, the first ones come out like the twist ones. We used to have just a twist, so you could have the ice sort of sat above. Um, at the twist in the glass, I can't remember. We went for a phase of buying loads of bongs when we were mates. So I think it was just trying to outdo each other. But again, I don't think any of them were over twenty quid. We were that young. My bong collection—it <laughs> comes to like sixty quid. There's like eight bongs there, but we were all quite proud of them. I should pay fifty, sixty quid for just like, like a decent plain one, just to have good thick glass because. You're paying less, really, sometimes, and they just like they, I, well, I just break them so quick, you know. So for some reason, I'm all stoned when I'm picking them up. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, funny point, though, isn't it? Yeah. All battered when using them. So, oh. so the chat is we're gonna have to get this like set up loaded onto the other channel as well. I don't think anyone expects us to be on here. We've got to do tomorrow and Thursday as well, so we'll have to try and get a word about GMO's got his groomstead tomorrow. You you go on keynote at the moment. Yeah, I've just started up again, mate. I, I'm I'm moving. So you are doing Dexis or? No, no, I've got Dexis. I've got a, a mum of Dexis, and I've got a mum of Jimmy's uh, Wi-Fi cross greasy monkey or greasy monkey. I had a few strands. I started loads of strains off, and then this unexpected move come up, and we've been pissed around on the date. But I've managed to set the tent up elsewhere for now, so I'm running the critical, um, and. The rest of them are all mummed up. But I have got a Dex's mum done, but I don't know which mum it is. It could, uh, all these different phenos that are showing. I'm praying to God it's a purple. But, yeah, yeah, everyone's purple. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I think everyone had, did everyone have a runt? I think everyone had a runt. Or lots of people had a small, small one. And uh, I, think, I think lots of people got rid of it as well. But I kept mine, and it's looking pretty decent now. <laughs> well, this, this one was a runt. It was really weird structure to it. It had a couple of weird leaves early on, but I... I've grown enough to know that normally you just let them settle in a bit and they sort themselves out. So one I've got is one of the runty ones, I think. 
Yeah, I had I was, I, I had five seeds. They all went in water. Um, four popped. Um, and yeah, and one of those went, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I'll see what happens." And uh, yeah, it's 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 like sort of caught up now. It's, just, yeah. it's like half an inch shorter rather than where it was like you know a third of the size of her. It's so, a I don't dream pool, man. Like yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the one I liked the most throughout, kind of backwards fan leaves, like an extra set of backwards fan leaves, just randomly. But then it grew out. It grew, grew out of the randomness. So they do. Then runs are often the best ones as well. The ones that are a little bit freaky. What? If you stick with them, they it was vigorous. Mental. But it was freaky. Like yeah. I was kind of like, where are you going? What are you going to do? Expecting it to turn. <laughs> no, it's all yeah. it's solid. It, and again, it's real nuggy structure. I let them go natural um, and they didn't form like collars, but their nugs top to bottom. So you shouldn't they've do got, it, man. They've got great structure, I think. Like it's perfect, like chalice shape at the moment. I'm just like, oh. This is and like that's all for that's all for them. Like really, just going really evenly, which is nice. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah, like I topped them at the third node, I think, and uh, yeah, like all the everything is level. I'm just like, oh, I think the only thing is different is the uh, run is like slightly shorter, and that's it. But then uh, all the all the tops are level, so it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I'm looking forward to flipping them, and see what happens. I so think were they not five days flipped? Oh, sorry, no, no. You're waiting for the chamber, and then they'll be flipped. I'm getting confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, so got the, it's all hanging. So I'll be flipping them like, like we got next week or something. I try, I try not to be too greedy. <laughs> I'll pop them up and just flip them. I think. I do feel pop. Yeah, I'll pop them up. Because the thing with cocoa, you can go with smaller pots, can't you? <laughs> you can for a long period of time as well. So yeah. yeah. I what mean, pot size you gone for? Uh, these are probably just like little two liter pots, little pan pots. I got pot up to like 10 liters, uh, fabric pots. So I'm back to 16 liter, but that's more because K Bag said the agent orange would have preferred it, and I think it did. But then I'll just, I'll just keep, I wash them fabric pots out, I let it completely dry, empty them out, and then I'll just throw them through the washing machine. A lot of people throw them away, but I'm reusing them you know, over and over again now. Well, I did, yeah, I got they're meant I to be reused, I think. Sorry. Yeah, I, I ordered Noel. This is like I should, maybe I should have sent it back actually, but like it's from Amazon. I ordered four um, fabric pots from Amazon, and forty turned up. Fucking <laughs> <Well, yeah. laughs> yeah. Just yeah, like oh, right, yeah, for like eight quid. <laughs> <laughs> Fair I got like forty twenty-five liter fabric pots here. So I use them for a way. Throw them for the veggies uh, for the summer, like this I'm summer. I was say, man, carrots are yeah. banging in them. Oh, carrots. We had um, uh, tomatoes, cherry tomatoes. Yeah, we had rocket. Filled the run for a rocket. It was awesome. Mad. Hell Sick yeah, guy. man. And potatoes yeah. as well. They freaking love that if you had uh, leftover cocoa and shit. Yeah, loosen up that's, some soil. That's next year, yeah. Because I still got like 25 left. <laughs> I don't know. I got loads left. Like, but yeah, because I'm using um, 10 litres for the cocoa now. It seems enough, you know. Yeah, only got one two space, you know. So 10 litres is fine. Because for me, 10 litres, if he's some sort of air prune, like a fabric or air pot, 10 litres is more than enough, man. I mean, the, the balls religiously uses 10 litres. He won't go above it. 
And I remember back in the day when balls first started doing that, it was elsewhere. And everyone was like, no, no, no. Even like the cocoa growers were using like, you know, bigger pots. But he started using the 10 litre air pots and he, yeah, everyone started using them. Right, after fun. using 25 litre soil, it's so much nicer. Just be able oh, to, you know, pick them up, move them around. Yeah. And yeah. like spinning the plants around, you know, rotate them, everything. Like, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And also, yeah, not carrying like that amount of soil up and down in the loft. Yeah, but it's just up and down the loft. I like to pray, I, when I do soil, I pray everything outside. So it was like I have to take it from outside and carry up like two flights of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you when you do soil, when I do a soil, like sort the sort the soil like ready for the next run. It's like a backbreaking day. It's like oh, I got to prep myself for that day, you know. But um, nice. check it in, fucking where you go. <laughs> yeah. So I struggled enough just moving the cocoa about, so I can't imagine that. 25 litres is a big pot. Obviously, you need it in salt, but that is a big pot. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. That's literally right. How much yeah. water would you put through that then? Once it's established in the plant, how much water would you put through a 25 litre to feed them? Uh, to get the drain. Well, I, that's the thing. I was doing it every day with 20 litres, usually. 20 litres? Yeah. So is that five each or 20 litres yeah. per pot? No, no, five each. Oh, five each. Okay, yeah. yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. When I was doing it, and I've never done that, but when I was doing like, I think well, the biggest I ever used was a 20 litre airport. Still got all them as well. Just sat out there. Yeah. I'm in 40s at the minute. Oh, ish. Yeah, no, ish. I'll, I'll say ish, because I did plan to make them 30. The, the pots say 36, but I swear to God, they'd hold 60 if I tried. Um, they, <laughs> yeah, just kept, I, they kept eating the medium. Like, where the fuck is it going? Like, I know. I, the amount of times I made soil up, we're going, right, this is, you know, measured everything. And then filling these pots going, they're not good. And they're just getting fatter and fatter rather than fuller and, you know, taller. It's just like, yeah. oh, they just get wider, don't they? They just get wider and wider. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, they're taking more. And more. So is there anything special you do in your soil mixes that we need to know about? Or are you, uh, you cook, full I, cocoa I, man now? No, I'll go back to this. I'll, I'll, I'll use my compost now. I've used... Um, basically, my... my, my I, never, I used... Uh, fuck, I'll go, go back to my memory now. Uh, cocoa, just cocoa, and com, uh, mushroom compost. And then a couple of amendments. I was talking a couple of bit of kelp, classified kelp. Uh, some volcanic. Uh, I can't think of the name now. Jivol, remember? What's going after volcanic like bovic acids? Uh, basalt. Um, volcanic rock dust. I, yeah, volcanic rock dust. That's it. Yeah. So that'd probably um, basalt yeah. rather than glacial. Yeah, be, on, be honest, I literally just like started like I'll put a bit of guano in the in the in the in the flowering soil as well. I bought it ages ago when I first started growing. It's like one of those things like I bought guano, like you said, some people buy pebbles. Some people, everyone buys pebbles at the beginning. I bought guano because everyone seemed like it was a good thing in soil. And then um I only would use it for my flowering. Uh I think that's the big thing for me. I use two different soils. I have a veg soil and a flower soil. I think that's my trick. That's why that's why they work with the crescendo in, you know. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, I use like more of a nitrogen-based, well, more kelp and stuff in the uh, veg soil and then guano and in the uh, flower soil. 
Um, any aeration kind of difference in the two? Well, no, not really. Um, I put a lot of cocoa. Like, I like I like the cocoa. I like the I like adding a lot of cocoa because it just seems to. Uh, it's just loose, you know. It just feels nice <laughs> in the soil. I think. I, yeah, I think one thing I learned is like with the the like the bio soil is great for starting everything, but it's very very claggy, and like. I don't think Canvas likes claggy soil. I think it likes the freedom to roam in its roots. So yeah, definitely loads of uh, loads of I've always struck loads of perlite down and loads of uh, uh, cocoa. Just cocoa is great for soil, you know. As a I'm sunshine. a big fan. Of, I'm I'm a big fan of cocoa, especially if you got it laying around used, like yeah. at least get it like metabolized. Here's a question: Do you use Canvasim or anything there, or any enzyme for use cocoa? I use a lot of microbes now. I've never bought cannabis almond or anything like that. I just left the food there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I figure cannabis is just made to be the stuff the microbes make to digest the roots anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I, you you a mess with compost teas? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk this much on. Uh, on a Wednesday, Compost. it's allowed tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't really like the word tea because I don't think it's. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's descriptive of what you're trying to achieve most of the time. Um, yeah. but I, 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 I never I do know use if plant uh, extracts. Yeah, but, I never know if they're um, if if like the plants seem to like it, but is it just because? They get a good water. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I, sometimes I'm wondering if it's a lot of effort for nothing. You know, it all depends what you're doing, man. All there's. I think we talked about this on one of the other shows recently. I wish I could reference you to which one. Sorry, but mm. yeah, there's distinctly like three different types of tea. I think it was Groomstead with Smiley. Yeah, I want to say so. Yeah, um, but most of the time you're making a solution, and it all depends what you're trying to achieve. I use uh, microbial inoculants that are a, a drench. You mix them with water, and you could call that a tea. But I don't class it as a tea. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not dipping a tea bag and taking it out, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I use what some people would call a worm compost tea, but I'm making more of it. I'm making a worm casts casting extraction. Like there's stuff that's being left in the in solution, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, I guess that's something. What I do, I, I stick a air pump in the bottom and, and uh, stick the a big sock in full of worm. Yeah, I've got my worm worm bin as well. Uh, worm wormery, sorry. Mm. So uh, actually, I, 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 just, See, I don't aerate anything. I, I will admit that. No, no. Like even my, my microbials. I'm, I don't see the point, to be honest. I don't know what I'm propagating. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, like it's, it's like, like I've listened to podcasts. People talk about like the precise time, like thirty-six hours was the exact time to do it. And I'm like, so I did That's it. No, exact like, time, exact temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the temperature obviously matters a lot. But like, like I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like I'm just doing all that effort. <laughs> I could have just chucked some fucking water on. <laughs> yeah, know, man, some, yeah. With a bit of recharging or something. If you're using stuff like recharges, um, is mainly cycling microbes. 
So mm. you're just adding microbes that are going to be breaking down the organic material anyway. Um, at the end of the day, you don't really need to brew them to make their concentrations higher because that's why you fuck like that's why you're using a powdered nutrient with a certain count to it. Yeah, but I don't see any need to brew that kind of thing. Where if I'm using a plant material that I want to be available to the plants to use as a nutrient source. I'll provide that to microbes to then digest and make the nutrient available to the plant. Like I'll ferment basically. So it's like, yeah, nutrition or microbes or um, really depends what you're trying to add to the, to the whole cycle. Hmm. Yeah. I I just don't really like the idea of the whole, um, I don't want to say just arm style teas, but the tea, thing where yeah. you kind of dunk and hold it in there especially when it's fucking like um oyster shell meal or like quite large grit stuff that if you put it in water for 36 hours it gets wet <laughs> like yeah. it, um some stuff won't be water soluble in a really short time even if you bubble it yeah, I, I, th- I think of that as well with some of the stuff chucking and everything. Is that is it, is it just getting wet? Is there anything like actually dissolving into this solution or coming off? You know, I don't know. At the moment, I'm quite happy with cocoa because it's just it's yeah. cold outside as well, so it's simpler. Because yeah. <laughs> I always find like with um, soil, I'm always outside like stirring or mixing something. <laughs> but with uh, cocoa, it's, it's good for the winter. <laughs> Sorry, I go deep with this stuff far too quickly. It's one of them things, like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm having trouble keeping it simple for some shit sometimes. I, it's much easier to split the hairs than say it simply. No, it's, it's good to have someone who, who knows what they're talking about. Because <laughs> I will just, like, literally take information and be like, oh, I'll try that. Yeah, well, I'll just try that. I'll try it. I'll give it a go. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, I'll try well, again. <laughs> full credit to the people still doing that because there is a hell of a lot of stuff that um, needs testing and proving at the end of the day. Yeah. No, I, I got no problem with people doing what they want to see if it works for them. No, no is, you can piggyback off of that sometimes, which is not a nice way to say it, but that, that's the brutal reality of it. You know, people have got to push the boundaries for people to follow, so... It's good. It's good. So I just quickly shoot downstairs and so you went quiet. No, but, um, you're all good. But yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to say you can, you yeah, it is possible already to take a few steps because there are a few tests in that area. It's kind of the benefit at the moment, at least. Right. With certain stuff, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy to keep it simple at the moment. I'm just using A and B and open for the best, really. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm definitely gonna go back to soil in the summer, just to just because I'm spent so long making a compost. I want to give it a go. But yeah, like I said, it comes to growing. I don't think there's any. Um, I you know it, when I first started, there just seemed to be groups like you go online. There was like the trouble is it's all on the forums as well. Uh, when you first start, there's an organic section and then there's a general grower section. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when you come in, you think, oh, already there's a group. Marginalized, yeah, it's marginalized yeah. straight away. But like, and then you realize, then oh, actually, Evan just really just wants to grow. There's no real groups, you know, they might be 
professionals and, and passionate people who argue over what's better, but really Evan just wants to grow weed, no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know, while you're going, as long as you're going weed. That's it. It's just everyone's, I'm happy if everyone's enjoying it. It's for me. That's what I like to see. But it, yeah. it was different with organics a little while ago, not a little while ago, years ago. It was, they were more, I don't know, like activists, man, <laughs> going at you and shit. But it's it, it's definitely changed. I said a few times now, but it has. People that the organics seem to be the new growing method. I mean, yeah. I before I'd say that, but it's ridiculous uh, to hate on anyone in such a small community anyway. You know, it's not many of us. It's not like it's yeah. fucking. Uh, like you know, it's not like it's millions and millions of us. Like, uh, it, it would, you know, well, I know it's more people do than we think, but like, it's not many of us on the forum. You know, it's it's it's, it's a nice, it's a good community. It's just good to have do, it's good to have people doing different stuff as well. We did become a bit cocoa orientated for a bit. I think that's just because the first guys that really started the place were all cocoa. We had one DWC and everyone else was in cocoa. There were no soul growers. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I've always found help on there when I. Yeah, when I was in soil, there was always somebody there who knew when yeah. I started knew they're talking about whether it was like uh Jimmo or like it was people in the past and like even like the cat was coming and you know, he, he's done everything, I think. Yeah. Cap knows soil <laughs> like fucking yeah. like the back of his hands. I don't know yeah. anyone who can grow like Cap, right? No, I don't. That's why it's funny when the debates start when he's on the podcast on a Friday sometimes, man. Because it is just I just sort of drop in there like you can go see his diaries on the forum. It's not anyone's wrong, but sometimes he's very, um, what's the word? Very straightforward with his basic approach. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's other ways to do it. But it is. Yeah, I can see people sort of getting a bit round sometimes, and it's like, oh, it's like just go look at his diaries. <laughs> he's smashing them. But yeah, I took inspiration where like my the battery ran out my um, veg tent thermometer, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a cap and just no thermometer just go in <laughs> the room feels alright then it's alright you know <laughs> unless you're going to spend stupid amounts of money on, on kit there's no real way to control it anyway you know obviously you don't want to be putting a, a 600 watt in a 60 by 60 tent but the reality is if you've got a 400 watt in a 60 by 60 tent and you're convinced you're going to use it then there, there's no real way to control that temperature unless you're going to go and buy it you know massive fans and fan speed controllers and all that so I, I, I like that approach <laughs> Captain Scott is just it is what it is. It just takes one less stress out of it, one more stress out. But at the same time, if everyone does get everything dulled in properly, everyone would do it better, I think. But it's definitely a nice approach to have. Because I still fraggle out every time I look at an Ecotex controller because it's just telling me that I'm doing it wrong. I don't know why I've got the thing. But yes, I, I think I think it's it's pain. Yeah. It's, it, I think I'm like in as far as how we go goes, I think I mean uh, not super deep, like I don't get into the science like all the other guys do. I just like, you know, it's, it's, it's a level you can. It's up to you the level you get into. Like I think I'm at a level yeah. where I'm just like quite happy, and like I like I yeah. can, I know take clones. I know to go from seeds. I'm happy, you know. I can go enjoy the growth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, I, I don't need to. I don't. I don't. I don't need to. I don't want to get too much deeper because you know there's other things to enjoy like video games and films so. <laughs> i think you hit the nail on the head man there's a level of the hobby for everybody mm. like, and yeah like i saw yeah. Jake on the forum i was all chatting about it obviously and and stuff but like yeah it's a, it's a level you can do you think well you know i want to learn more but there's no need to get you know, it's scientific or, or, or sorry, or, you know, super scientific, which if you want to, like, it's the, the, the fun is there. Like, it's like I said, it's like, 
as, 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 as far as hobbies go, is one of those ones you can just go deep as you want, you know? Yeah. It's endless, really. And there's always going to be someone that finds that interesting, even if it isn't in that moment. Like, you can do a, a topic. I've seen some real scientific topics, got, and no one really jumps on and I think, oh, the person that's put it up might be thinking no one's interested. But the reality is someone that's going to pop along at some point, even if they're not on the forum yet, that is right into your exact frame of mind, your exact way of growing, everything that you do, and it's going to love every thread that you've done, you know? That's the yeah. root of it. Everyone is different, but there's always going to be people that enjoy the same things. Some of it's a bit more niche, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah I like, think it's, it's like every hobby, though, man. Like, take if you're a fisherman, you could literally Ooh. start out with the basic kit and just go to to your local swim every weekend, and that could be all you're looking to get out of the hobby. Yeah, exactly. And then at some, uh, the person in the the next swim could be completely focused on their rigs completely obsessed with tying new things constantly and testing that out in the water and then the person in the swim next to that is rod obsessed and then the one across the lake is literally obsessed with the whole lot of it like it's yeah, every hobby's welcome to its own levels nobody should be relegated to suffer no, no. because you don't yeah. want to be part of that level like yeah you're all still enjoying the same hobby at the end of the day the growing weed man that's what people seem to forget I've seen some it's, 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 social media is the worst one. The fallouts that you see on there are fucking insane. But you're all just growing weed. You're growing weed to just get yeah. high and fucking chill out. Everyone chill out, man. Not be killing each other and like, you know, like going mental. Like, you see it a lot on social media. It's funny. I get the popcorn out a lot when I'm on there browsing. You see someone put a sign up, someone put a comment up. That's not that problem. Like, someone said this is deficiency. No, it's not that. And then it's like, okay. Next hour's taken up. I don't need no extenders. We're going to be going at each other. Like, That's why the forum works for me more than social media, like because uh, there's there's like like I said, there's a level where like the, like, like we come up with the cat, but he doesn't want to get into the science, but he, he likes growing weed. That's like me. I, I I really want to get into you know make techniques and stuff. I don't really need to get into the science too much, maybe a little bit, but not you know. I can just dip my toe in a little bit now and then and read an article here what I find interesting. But we all still want to talk about it you know it's just yeah. we don't want to you know and we still you know enjoy it it's just that we just go as deep as you want to go yeah that's what yeah. she said yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's true mate and the thing is is it's like gmo was really into his cocoa but now he's in the soul so the soul friends that were there a year ago that he wasn't interested and he's now interested in that's what i like about my instagram and that. It's hold all up hold up hold up I come onto the forum as, as growing in soil. It was all you freaking vampires changed me. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it, that analogy was on the spot. I'm well chuffed at that. But, no, sorry. it's true. It's I'm saying no because they're all cocoa growers at first. But it's with Instagram, it's today. What's happening today? Then no one looks at the post from two weeks ago. And no one's ever going to go back for the post from two weeks ago. That's what I like about the forums are old school, yes. So they are a bit trickier to use them one touch buttons to upload pictures and that, but it's all there. It's all in a filing cabinet in each section waiting for someone to go and look at it if they want to. That's what I like. That's, that's my thing with forums, man, is if I want to go into organics, GMO has got a lot of people, yourself, Lordy, have got a lot of threads on soil growing. If I want to go back into it, then I've got a, a wealth of knowledge just sat there waiting. And that's what I'm saying about, I've seen some people maybe get a bit disheartened when a thread goes up. It's real into their thing, but people won't, jump on it you know and grab it but someone will and it could be the same people that didn't really weren't really interested in that week in next year they might be really interested in that because we're all changing we're all changing up what we do I like, like 
you're absolutely right, man. Like the the level of interest and the area of interest shifts for everybody. Yeah, man. I'm looking at yeah. Saul. Autos. I never thought autos were the devil. I'll be growing CFL next after all my rants. But there'll be a CFL thread on there somewhere if I haven't banned, deleted, and <laughs> removed it from the database. But <laughs> there'll probably be one. You know what I mean? So CFLs. Yeah, and like, and yeah, I, I guess. Is like it's a space like that place is so sociable, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just always something like, like I said, I like I can't always join in, but like, I was popping. It's always like a conversation in the chat or someone's saying hello, good morning. It's like, you know, it's just like it, for me, it's like a different. It's like a, a community. I guess because you can only do online because it's so secretive what we do that yeah. that the community yeah. online is very strong, you know, for this yeah. thing. It's a stoner's pub, isn't it? That's what I look at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lo- it's stoner's local. Yeah. That's why I like to look at it. But yeah, well, like, like, like the, 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 is is uh, like the fact that like I, I looked at diaries from you know from the beginning because I've like wanted to know oh you know like. A technique like I've searched for cocoa diaries where I wanted to cocoa. I searched for like soil diaries when I was doing soil organic diaries. So yeah, it's like it's like a little encyclopedia, like a little Wikipedia for growing like that forum sometimes. So you can tap up the the person who made the diary or the thread as well if you don't quite understand what they were saying at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've reached out. I think I reached out to you before for just why I've been stuck with something, you know. I'd have no problem sent you know posting a picture of a ailment up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that that's the point of it. It isn't all the best pictures and it isn't just everything that's on there. But it's good and it, it, it grows over time. Again, them threads might not get looked at for a long time, but we're building information. That's, that's the other thing. Like no one goes back to last year's post on Facebook and you know, mm. no one's searching Instagram for what you posted six months ago. But you can do that on the forum and it's warranted. And it's also like a CV. That's the reason that I like it. Is, is on Instagram, everyone can be an expert. I'm not thinking anyone that is, does know what they're talking about, but you know what I mean. Anyone can listen to a podcast or watch a, a, a YouTube video and become an expert on that subject. They've just listened to it for 60 minutes. On a forum, you can see GMO, yourself, Captain, you can see what they've done. I'm not saying people are experts. What I'm saying is, is there's you can see what people have done on their journey and what they've been doing. And I, that's, that's what I really like as well, is, is we know where people are at, you know. It, yeah, on, on example of that, a perfect example to prove your point is that when I first started, literally when I first started, before I joined the forum, it was a, I put a post on Instagram, I started an account on Instagram and uh, uh, I had a, oh, it's something along the route anyway, the, I think the route came out the side or something, uh, not on the side, but like, I think, I can't remember, anyway, but like I, I, this guy, I put on Instagram a post saying what I do. And this guy told me what to do. And I was like, he gave me really all these directions. I was like, okay, okay, I followed it. And he's like, I was like, cool, this happened to you? And he's like, oh, no, I just Googled it. I'm just like, oh, man, I took advice <laughs> of somebody. I, 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 I was listening to this guy, like, gospel. He was just like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You just, you know, we're on the forum. You, you've got a history of what these people can do. You know? Yeah. But on Instagram, it's just any fucking idiot can do. <laughs> this is it. And if you think, I've seen some advice go out to people on there from, you know, and it, it's cringeworthy because... It's not like I'm not making out that we're experts or anything. I, I'm I'm pretty novice when it comes to knowledge and stuff. I, I do what I do and I have to do what I do. But you some problems that you've had yourself, and it's just the experience side, you'll see someone giving advice like 
to do something like flush soil out or just the things that could fuck up, like you just said, six, four to six months of someone's life. You know, a lot of time and effort and money on on, on the base they want to look smart. Or but again, there are some real knowledgeable guys out there, but there's just not many ways to sort of check it. We're trying to think of like a, a, a point system on the forum now for like completed diaries uh, of the month wins and Minty's looking at it at the moment and like you can give points to someone for answering. Like the, 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 a lot of forums have got the, the best answer and we're, we're looking at doing something like that with the medals coming back and all that. So that could be interesting. So. Yeah, it was like, that's what, I mean, like I said, like it's, you got like, I like the way Cap, like they like say, he, he doesn't go into science, but like he's there and he, he'll, he'll comment and he'll help, you know. I back. You can't de- you can't defend yourself with Captain. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just yeah. He's, I mean, like, he's he's honest every time, isn't he? He's, 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 he's the best way to be. Fucking right, right though. That's the most frustrating yeah. thing. Like you listen and asked, it works, and it's like you son of a. All uh, right. <laughs> like that's why I asked him advice as well. I've asked him advice in the past because he'll. You won't both smoke up your ass, will you? If someone's no, wrong, he'll say, no, that's fucking wrong, you know? Which is Yeah, and if fun. you're faffing over something that really doesn't matter, it'll just be like, what the fuck, but <laughs> Like, yeah. it's a plug, carry on. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's green, carry on. All right, fair enough. Sorry, I love Cat. Two Scoops is like that. He's not as abrupt as Captain, but Two Scoops is another one. He's got the T-shirt, you know what I mean? And the thing yeah, about these he, guys is they've, they've seen it. Every problem, they've, not every problem, but every problem that we're going to run into, 90% of them they've seen. So we just come in and be um and ahhing with the big words and that, and you just kind of go, no, just throw that through it, do that, do that. And it's like, oh, because they, they, they've been there, done it, and got a t shirt. So, He's given me advice in the past as well. Like, um, like, 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 off his own back, like Jimmy F. Yeah. And like, I like those groups, man. Yeah. And the post, yeah, he's, he's great. And the post he did today about them. Um, is it Canacaps? Was it today or yesterday? Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, what a guide. It's awesome. Oh. I saw a mission tomorrow. Yeah, I saw it. And I was, was like, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Canacaps. What do you call yeah. them? Uh, something. Bio bombs or something? Health bomb Bio-bombs. caps or something. Bio bombs. Yeah. Bio bombs. Yeah. Fun bombs. Yeah. It's and, um, yeah, like, I know. It's, it's posts like that. I love. Yeah, that's why I think, you know, like, they just, just perfect guides. I looked at that and I was like, "Yeah, I can do that. Awesome." <laughs> That's the thing. Is a lot of it the jig drilled out of wood. That's why I was like, "Yes, I can do that in my shed." <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff isn't as complicated as it seems. That that's what I was trying to get earlier. I think a better way of saying it, and that's why we're doing these guides for the lighter weeks and that because a lot of stuff. Like I've looked at a few things and it's been like, "I can do that." And there's things I just wouldn't have thought I could do. I wouldn't have attempted to do. But that's like the, the, the recipes or the guides and or the reviews and that. Because it's stuff that you just don't, not all of us know about. We, we, we've, we've, all that information is out there, but we're all doing it in our own way. Unless someone jogs your brain a bit to make you think about doing it differently or makes you think, I'll never go at that. You never will. So that's why I really am liking the, the guides and shit we're doing, or people are doing for the, the lighter weeks at the moment. My next uh, mission is... Um to try and press something, I think. I've never pressed anything. So um, I do like a dab, and I hate the idea of buying anything. So, mm. yeah, that's my next mission. My next, I have to buy some hair straighteners. I tried before and failed, so give it a go, yeah. 
45 is all about hair straighteners. That's what I'm saying, though. You've got these massive presses. Obviously, they'll do a better job, but you can do it hair straighteners. If people yeah, don't talk true. about that, you wouldn't know, would you? So Yeah, I, I see people. Like, it's just it's just for you. I mean, it's not like we're ma- and I, I don't want to mass produce it, you know. I just want yeah. enough yeah. for there and then. <laughs> it's like a treat. <laughs> it's just taken off over in this concentrate scene now. It's in America where it's legal. Obviously, they, it's... A, it, they can produce it over the league. Over here, obviously, it's a bit dodgy producing anything like that. It always worries me. I, I have a lot of oil around at any given time, and that always worries me when I'm growing in the house in case the door comes off. Because his concentrates are still really iffy in that in that regard. So, but it is not take over now. I've bought some to varying degrees of quality. You know, some mm. I some I love, and I'm like, oh, it tastes amazing. And then some I bought, and I'm like, oh, that's just you know, just trim. This, I think I think that's true. You know, it just the, the taste doesn't surprise me. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe just the novelty, and I do enjoy it. Just the novelty, just a way different way of you know, smoking. It's <laughs> just so different. It feels like a treat, you know, when you do it. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I think Nanny calls a hipster weed, doesn't he? Or something. <laughs> no, he's like pipe and slippers, that man. He's fucking right. He is right. <laughs> it's, 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 it helps to be as nice as well. <laughs> that's what you said about the trim earlier though if you save your trim you can play with these these methods play with them and if you really like oh. them you can start putting your bud for it yeah yeah I got a draft keef there from my trim you know I've got a foot, I, I just dip into them then make my own hash you know like I, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I use like not trimming cooking like I said for either uh, I got some coconut oil there which I've never used I still go there you know um, I've got but the, the, cocoa, the cocoa butter is the best just to, just to make chocolate you know it's just so simple. And then the good thing about making chocolate is you can dose it. So, you know, like, you how you feel after two squares, how you feel after three squares, how you feel after four squares. It's one of those things. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. you can have two squares in the morning and then in four squares in the evening, you know, <laughs> you still get about the day, you know. That's the easy thing about chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Polo's just asked in chat, guys, the bongs get too stinky. So, uh, get stinky so fast. I have no clue how to take this smell out without alcohol. I'm not a bong smoker, so. Uh, I used to do alcohol. <laughs> it's just ISO, isn't it? It's just ISO. Is yeah. I just buy like, I just buy like, yeah, I think I bought like five litres for like a couple of quid, like 20, 30 quid or something a while yeah. ago. Yeah. ISO just gives it everything, man. I swear to God, since I found ISO, fucking everything gets ISO. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I used and um, I sure I did chuck rock salt in before. I think it did help. I think it did help. Like they say, chuck rock salt in as well. Yeah, so scratch, you know, like this the sacks are big salt. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I chucked, chucked a, a uh, you know, big lug of that in. And uh, yeah, it did, it did help. Sure, it helped clean the sides. It was clean as I got my bong anyway. Now I don't, now I just give it a swish with alcohol and rinse it out. If it's a little bit brown, it's a little bit brown. Yeah. It's not good advice, but. Smoke more until you don't notice or care. <laughs> yeah. My bowl, my, I got a bowl which is like carbon. <laughs> it works. I've got an Odeon cup that's, I'm not sure if it's six or seven. It's pretty freaking old. It, like, it's older than my daughter, I want to say. Oh, so God, it's probably eight, nine years old. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's an Odeon super cup, uh, super slushy. Yeah, 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 I remember them. Yeah, yeah. It even says Tango Blast on it. <laughs> um, but if you cut off the bit that's like a roundish bit near the top, 
it's a perfect beaker shape, but yeah, it's like I I don't clean. I give it a poke, but I don't clean it. Clean it. But it's That's... it was like yeah, free cup and ninety nine p for a downpipe. I've dropped it out of the third story window, walked outside <laughs> to pick it up, and it hasn't been cracked or nothing. Like still had some water left in it. And you took the bong out of a third story window. Yeah, it, it was like <laughs> smoking somebody, somewhere where we weren't really, we were allowed to smoke, but only in strict, like, you've got to be half out the window to do this shit. Um, but also, because it's like beaker shaped, yeah. if you knock it over and you're super fast, you can actually pick it up before the water spills out the top. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. a, definitely something that's quite handy. Yeah, it's always so. the bongs always put me off and pipes and they used to put me off. I hate that built up taste and smelling them just that's why i wasn't really a bong smoker i do want to get a nice little glass pipe do you yeah. smoke pipes lordy we lost him no. oh he, he may be no, preoccupied he but I, I yeah i like the idea of a nice little hand glass pipe but i think they might get too warm for how i smoke yeah no, i smoke a lot I'd need like three of them so they could cool down in rotation. So <laughs> That's a bit much. Bending glass pipes from overuse. I was back in the day, it was all hash with us. So that's probably half the problem. You smoke hash through something enough. If, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, man, you say that. I make a lot of shake, but I can't smoke it through my shotty. Like, oh. it gacks it up. I'll do two little topped shotties with yeah. like Keith and I'll have to go poke it because it just gets stuck. Um, Sorry, I had a, a wee. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, man. I was just saying, uh, do you smoke like glass pipes or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I got a couple of little, like spoon pipes, little spoonies and uh I got a little dab rig. Uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just joints, really. I got I've, I got a wooden pipe anyway. I don't know, I, I, I broke a lot. I used to, I got a, uh, I used, I, I got a lot of like, in the house I used to use a bong, it's a glass bong. I got like a nice, really nice two foot glass bong, which I smashed last week. I actually put it down on the table, turned around, and then I must not put it down straight because I just turned around and, just, and then obviously the kitchen stunk then for a week, mm-hmm. you know. It just still smells now of bong water everywhere. That's what I was just that's what I was saying. Is like, I can't do it. Was, it was that smell that put me off of bongs and that. And pipes, even pipes, just that, that dirty. I don't know, it's not dirty, it's not the wrong word. Just that used smell. That, that, that's what I was never, I couldn't get on with bongs, man. But you like hash, you know, how weird. I know, I know. See, I, I like I, hash, I, but not harsh. I like that, I like to enjoy the creaminess of it in my mouth, you know what I mean? Not have it tear my lungs out because I'm trying to take a big hit. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like a bong. Bong's like I don't know. It's it's isn't it's like at the end of the day, this is it. I'm getting you know. This is my, I'm going to sit down on the sofa and I'll move for a bit. You know, it's a, that's yeah, that's yeah, a bong yeah. for me. I mean, I get also like I sit there. You know, honest, I can take a bong hit in the morning as well. You know, no problem with that. But it's 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 when you got nothing to do. You know, you do a bong. You know, I'm not going to get in the car and go for a drive after a fucking bong hit. You know. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're like, I don't know, we're like, if you, I, I, I also, I, I vape a lot, mind, I do vape 
plenty stores in Bickle Plenty Vape Razor. One looks like a weird drill. I'm not, I don't really know Vapes, mate, to be honest. But, Do you like yeah. it? I, I was looking at Vapes the other day because Black Friday's coming up and I don't vape, but fuck off, cat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do you like the crafty? Uh, not the crafty. Craft- Is that the I one you cra- I got both. I got, the, I got both. I got the crafty and the plenty. Okay. I got the both. Yeah. I, th- I thought I'd go with Storz and Bickle as a classic and they with the volcano. But yeah, the plenty. Um, I like the plenty. Yeah, I do. It, it, it takes, like, do I really like it? I like, I, I really like it when it's connected to the bong, to be honest. That's when you get the best hit because it's really smooth and you can build it up as well. That's what I like about it. And um, the, the different, I guess, the taste wise, it's, t- it's more like a, like a dab taste than a, like a smoke taste. That's what I get from it. It's more of like that sort of, yeah, shatter type of aftertaste. Fair, fair. And you don't get like uh, that popcorny. Uh, yeah, like nearly cooked popcorn taste from it. Only right at the end. That's when you know it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Like some people keep it, and like I've I've made butter with um, it's got ABV in it already. Oh no, AVB already vape bud. I've made butter with it, and uh, it doesn't taste the best. So I don't bother. I just chuck it in the bin. <laughs> Weirdly, somebody asked me what my RSO tastes like the other day, and I was like, it just tastes like AVB. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Nothing. Already vaped, bud. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know I, mean, I, I I like it because I use it like I don't know, I don't know if I told you about this, but I use it for I, I I run and I use it before I run, so I basically vape before I run because if I um I don't want to smoke anything, I don't want my lungs to be all you know <clears throat> yeah. when I'm uh, running. But like yeah, yeah. if I vape, I, if I vape, I feel like I don't really. Yeah, it doesn't hit my lungs. And uh, yeah, I'm nice and high for the run then. Fair play, man. It was just yeah. enjoy it, yeah. yeah. I just zone out, you know. Just, just zone out and also nothing hurts as much. <laughs> <laughs> you can just push through and be in the zone a lot harder. Yeah, man, I've took edibles and, be, and gone on like a 50 miler. <laughs> you know? I'd be mad, man. So yeah, it is. Edibles, so. <laughs> Yeah, but I haven't uh, run for it really well. So I don't know about that side of it, but it's yeah, always like, just associate me stone with being bad. I've always smoked for sleep, so proper heavy stone, and now I just use oil. So it's like, again, I'm normally just bad. I can't see myself doing too much else, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I do use, I like, I like to think I use it, you know, to help me. Like, I don't smoke when I'm at work or anything because I, I couldn't, you know, it's, it's one of those jobs you can't, like, I don't smoke, uh, like, and I, and I come from, like, I do, like, on my days off, I'd, I do, if I, you know, I, d- I don't, like, don't smoke and then drive or anything, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just, like, but, like, if I go for a run, I'll have a, a vape, and then, I, I also, like, I, I do weights as well, and then if I, like, I think a bull does as well, and he likes to nice and stoned and then work yeah, out. Yeah. It's just, it just feels, it's a, I think it's, it helps the mind-muscle connection. It, just, it focuses you more. I just, you know, I like to think I use weed like in a good way, you know, in my life. Not rather than, do, I, you know, I use it responsibly as well as like irresponsibly, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, if, I remember it said to you, my wife's house, I think my wife's Spartan said that everybody uses weed medically without even knowing it. And it doesn't I mean you have to have an helmet. It means maybe just for the mind or 
know, every even recreational smokers are using it for a reason. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I've started microdosing RSO. Like I'll tack a bit, <laughs> at like a third of a grain of rice, three to five times a day. <laughs> Yeah, which is that microdosing there? <laughs> you actually microdosing or just using yeah, nothing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Good morning. After, yeah, after like, because it, it's a different meth, like medium for taking stuff. And my RSO, I don't decarb, so it's more like a feco, like a full spectrum extract kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's not like super psychoactive sedate you or anything but yeah That's take the edge off like I, I think of it as proactive medication I'm, mm. I'm like kick starting my endocannabinoid system yeah, some people and, are just better stoned you know my stepdad was like that he was just better when he was high you know like it, it just suited his way of thinking in his mind I think there's loads of crazy compounds that <laughs> kind of lubricate your thought paths so it makes it easier yeah yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I find like I, I, I can't i'm i think i got a bit of trouble sitting still i'm one of these people who are like i can't watch a movie unless i'm high you know i just want to sit there and watch it but if i'm high i'm, I'm you know normal uh, normal yeah. maybe yeah that's just but, what i mean is it that's what he, that's what he's like i think I don't think it makes you think differently. I always say the word, I don't know how to explain the way that I feel, especially with hash or RSO is very similar to hash for me. That, that I don't know how to explain it. it. makes me critical of what I'm doing, but not in a critical way. It makes me think about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. That's why I could sort of see what you're saying with the um, with the exercise and the running or GMO. Yeah. The way that he's, he, he does it through the day is, it, it, I could I could see it. I definitely see it. I don't know if it's the thing. We don't know if anyone's feeling exactly the same thing as we are. But for me, it just made me think about things a bit more critically, but without being negatively critical to myself. It was a way for me to sit back and say, no, I don't need to do it that way. I could just do it this way. Or that wasn't right. We should do that this way next time. And I try and stay less emotionally attached so you can see the vessel. Yeah, that's probably a real okay. nice way to put it, man. That, yeah, I don't know when them words came out, but since then I was like, shit, i got to remember that and keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I invent that from? That's not me. <laughs> Later on, you're going to put, you're going to put a record on, it's going to be called, uh, you know, that's the title of the record, like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It's emotionally right. attached. But... Yeah, okay. um, hey, go on, sorry, Paulie. I was going to say, RSO is, next, is one of the, it's, it's on my, definitely on my to-do list. There's things I want to do. Um, I, I'm thinking now more as well because like, I keep hearing more people use it and thinking, oh, it'd be nice to just have there just in case I need it or just in case a family member needs it in the future. Well, where you do a lot of baking, you see, I, again, I don't activate mine because I have potential, potentially I intend to use it to cook with. And in the cooking process, I think I'm going to uh, decarb further enough. Um, by heating this, that, and the other. But I figure with RSO, it's really easy to dose with, like consistently. Yeah. So if I put a, a mill into butter, I know there's a mill of that in butter. And next time I want to put a mill into butter, or if I want to put two mill into butter, I know what potency it was last time. Yeah. So it just gives me a real easy way of referencing, at least per batch. 
It's easy to make as well, man. People did it. It's one of the simplest extracts to make, I think. Yeah, I like that's why like we like Jimmy's posts at work and I, I looked at the RSO thing with it. Just like you know, I think you know, I have got conservatory, so that's great. That's the other thing I always worry about this stuff. I, is the blow myself up. Uh, it does come to my mind quite a lot looking at yeah. some stuff. Like I've always wanted to do a shatter or something, but yeah, yeah. That's good. outside, definitely. But I think RSO you can get away with a well ventilated area. So yeah. doing it next to a window and then having a fan blowing from the entrance of the room towards what you're doing and then out the window. That's how I rec- that's how I set myself up. And then have a couple I... of fans like pushing within the room to kind of encourage all the airflow out, fresh transfer. Constantly. Just stick it in. It's like a crowd side, man. No, that's if I'm doing it like that, that's what I'll do. And then I'll bring it in and do it indoors for the final bit. I don't want to see any blowing around getting in there. And I'm down to the final bit. I've got to keep moving it and moving it. That's where I'll bring it in. But I'll just stick it out on the rice cooker. So if you can, that, man. If you've got an you can, yeah. space, definitely. I'm just saying you can get, get away can. with yeah. um, ISO or even acetone as a solvent, as long as you are keeping that. <sighs> never done it with that. That stuff, but I don't know what it scares the life out of me, man. Butane's like strictly outside, in my opinion. You're definitely, yeah. That's not something to play with. So I was going to like, yeah, I was going to ask about um, what alcohol do you use or solvent so do you use for your isopropanol, uh, mate. I don't know acetone. It's not that I, thought, I, I haven't used is it. ISO, I th- is ISO safe? I thought ISO was like, I thought you can use that for like cooking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's how it extracts with isopropanol. Uh, so, oh, cool. That's simple. It's, uh, it's cheap. I thought that'd well. be like, I thought that'd be like Everclear or something. No, I mean, obviously, you've got to make sure you get yeah. it all out of it. You want 99% ISO, yeah. not yeah. 70% or anything yeah. like that. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, you can use ISO. I prefer acetone because it's thinner and it filters a lot faster. And um, I'm under the impression when your body breaks down fat, acetone is created in the breakdown. So, in my kind mm. of weird stoner logic, I'm like, your body has an understanding of how to deal with acetone. So, it's potentially a safer thing to have in your products if you're putting them into your body yeah i'll get that uh, but i'm I'll not sure how i so plastic bath once i don't like it <laughs> but then again it's like um people will say to use ethanol rather than uh, isopropanol um yeah. because it's an organic compound so it, it's all up to the preference of the person i just um, copied the first guy RS- i see man rso originally was made with hexane and people used to really advise don't use hexane because it's fucking like gonna kill you but um, Napa or Napath no, or something Napa. like that um, is really clean in Canada where the method was invented and ethanol wasn't as clean or you couldn't get Everclear so clean so it was the better option so keeping that in mind use whatever solvent you feel is going to give you the cleanest product for what you can get your hands on yeah uh, I've done I've done a like a green dragon tincture with the Everclear, uh, but I've never set in you know any heat to anything. You can even just leave that out, man. Yeah, like just keep letting it evaporate. I, I, yeah. I actually it's got quite it's gone. I have laid out. I did leave out for like a month, and it went down quite a bit, and I just put it back on. Man. But I didn't realize it would keep going. Oh yeah, I guess it could, would. Would it go to like a thick oil eventually? Yeah, it's like a yeah. M- it all set solid. Yeah, 
if you lay it out thin, you can make like pretty much like shadow with it. I've got a Pyrex that I used to. I used to dry my ISO um, oil in a Pyrex dish so it would dry quicker, having a larger surface area. And I'd never finished scraping it properly. And now it's been sat there for about 18 months and it is glass. Like Mm. you scrape it with a razor and it turns into um, like glitter. It's fucking crazy. Hey, guys, talking about smell. Obviously, decarbon is an issue, but I didn't know this until. Turkey bag, huh? or re- or tin foil, or turkey bag. Yeah, I'm when you decarb. I but... literally, honestly, I, I stick on a metal baking tray with um a patch and paper over it. I usually put like I put like two ounces of trimming at a time, and I just decarb it. I do it on a Sunday morning, and like you can't smell it. I, you can smell it in the kitchen. You can smell it in the living room. You can't smell it from upstairs. You can't smell it outside. It's like it's no big deal like for me. I don't know, but maybe if you're in a flat or something, I guess it could be a pain in the ass. Yeah, but I like, don't think the RSO even smells like cannabis. Really, it smells like you're evaporating a solvent for a yeah. very long time until you're very close to the end, and then it starts smelling like fucking popcorn. And then, like hash. I get. A, I do get a hash smell, but I think that's more where yeah. it's a bit sticking to the sides. Yeah, I was going to say when it gets very close <laughs> to the end, yeah. you do get that like deep, dark, hashy smell. Oh, I love but it, man! As soon as I start getting that popcorny smell, I'm like, okay, I'm. Ve- I can now reduce the heat, add a few yeah. drops of water, and kind of try and really evaporate everything out gently. Yeah. As far as the decarb goes, I didn't know this. That bud naturally decarbs over time, anyway. So if you've got old trims stored up like a, a year plus dry trim obviously it, it, it's naturally decarbing the whole time it's up there i didn't know that and um that's something that could be if you're in a real bad time if you, if you if you're in a real bad place you just cannot do it or you're too scared to do it just store your trim and use your trim so yeah i, I, I literally decarb for like i think it's like 25 minutes something like that yeah yeah, low setting in the oven, and like, I just I do it by feel now. You know, when I can grind up my fingers, I'm like, oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Check it. And you know, it works every time. <laughs> but you should definitely get on the RSO and have a play with it because it's easy, and again, it's quite gratifying the first time you do it. And if I am decarbing, I'll say I'll do one ten for one ten, one ten C for one hundred and ten minutes. And that's kind of like at any point. So if I'm planning on boiling off at 100 for two hours, that can be my decarb. Like, it's kind of like you can trade time for heat, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think my lowest oven set is like 130. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15 minute decarb. You yeah. get them things now, them little ovens, can't you? Or the, 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 the container smell and everything. It's mad what people are bringing out. All decarb yeah. it all in there. Like, like the button machine you mentioned, you just stick <laughs> it in there now. It's, it's convenience buying, yeah. but a lot of people will do it. I deca- the only thing I noticed with the button machine is um, the longer you keep it in, the only thing that really increases, I find, is the taste. Yeah. of the weed yeah. like I don't find the strength much different from like I've done it on eight hours I've done it on four hours and I've, and I've done it and six I've done literally four six eight same amount of weed uh, same amount of butter and the strength is like so minimal that 
the only difference is eight hours is it tastes like weed more. So I just yeah. do it four hours now and it tastes great and uh gets it really high. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. It's really good. Like I said, it's just one of those it's just convenient. It's like convenient. Sometimes it's a little bit too convenient, you know what I mean? On a Sunday morning, you can have two pieces of your chocolate with your coffee and then... Uh, yeah, man. That's yeah, convenient. You can have me up all night making chocolates, man. <laughs> making chocolates, I'll be putting around it. <laughs> yes, once, once you make the butter, I can do the, I've done the whole process from beginning to end, like in 30 minutes. Yeah, How much coconut oil do I need? Because I've already, I've got some infused coconut oil in the fridge at the minute. I don't use coconut oil. I use um, cocoa butter. Like edible cocoa butter. Oh, like I mean, I've got to go to the shop and shit. So that's yeah, why to... yours looks so much prettier than mine. Yeah, you have to go online and um, yeah, mine it's like basically... settles into like uh, almost oh, fuck what are they called truffles. Yeah, like really no, no, soft this, chocolate. This, mine's just literally the cocoa butter mixed with weed. So it's like literally the chocolate is, you know, the oil. Oh, <laughs> uh, cocoa butter, not coconut yeah. butter. Uh, coconut no, oil, cocoa, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. like, it looks like white chocolate when you buy it, white chocolate buttons when you buy it. Okay. And then you um, put in the, you have, to, you have to put in the, I put in the magic, you have to heat it up first. So it melts, it melts at a pretty low temperature. And then you, uh, you know, use that. That's cool. Yeah. A bit like beeswax, but not. Yeah, well, yeah. Comes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's basically, it's, it's unflavored chocolate, you know. And uh, chocolate fat and flavored chocolate fat, and uh, it tastes like chocolate. It does taste like chocolate, but uh, obviously we add, I add cocoa in, and I add uh, caster sugar, and then uh, like raisins and stuff, raisins and nuts, and it's, it's fruit and nut. Guess you stoned. I need to get more into the baking side of it. I'd love to be. Able, I'd love to do proper. I need butter, obviously, but I need to do. I want to do proper cakes, man. Not brownies either. I mean, bake, bake with it. But I can't bake anyway. I keep telling myself I'm going to learn to bake. But I never do. So many things I want to do. I love edibles now. I love the oil. But like GMO said, you can use the RSO in, in a great many ways as well, dosing, which is very, very easy to dose with when making things. That's so, why I like it. as a, If you've got a whole lot of trim and you want to clear out your freezer, I think RSO's the... I don't want to say the best option, but it's my best option because I can dose a lot of different um, byproducts with it. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. You, your, your dosing is way better than mine. My dosing is by like a ba- I got a baking tray full of trim, you know, and that's that's like, and then I got like <laughs> the butter goes to there, and that's my there. Yeah, that's how I dose now. It's literally I just everything's by eye, so. Is a gamble. It's a nice gamble every time I have four squares of chocolate and see what the day's going to bring. But yeah, I should probably. I suppose it's only, it's only like the first test, uh, try that's the real worry. Yeah. Not worry, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it's the real actual try. Try, like before yeah. then, you're all right. Honestly, with RSO, though, you could just do it with a half ounce of trim just to test it and see if you're comfortable with it. And you could do that in a small container in a ball in, in some water. Basically, you know what I mean. It's it, it, it. You don't have to go in all guns blazing yeah. and put five ounces for it. You could. You're only going to get a tiny bit back, but it, just to see if it's something you'd be comfortable doing in the future. It really yeah, is. I, it's, it's the simplest one out there, I think. I started doing like a little, like like a hundred grams, like the minimal amount of butter yeah. I could do, and then just like the much. And then I just, yeah, when once I started working, that's when I started getting cocky, and you know, I, I can just do it because I know. What to do? I know what works. I know it works, but yeah, I started small and it, and like, man, some, I wake sometimes wake like 
fucking I don't know last salad I think I'm, I got made 18 bars of chocolate like last time <laughs> <laughs> well just because paleo's mentioned it in chat um when I finished making RSO last time I couldn't get the last like I want to say maybe three mil out because I didn't have any. I didn't plan to make RSO. I was just kind of like, oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll make some more and get rid of this stuff. And then was like, oh, shit, I got no syringes. Um, so I had to use a 10 and a one. And then I was like, oh, I can't get this last bit out. Um, but I chucked like half a liter of oil into the slow cooker and then just simmered that, not simmered that, but left that on low for half an hour, just kind of shaking the slow cooker every once in a while and then poured it into a, a glass bottle once it had cooled down and, that's now infused oil, like heavily infused oil, but oh, yeah. it cleaned the slow cooker up perfectly. It means I didn't have to get uh, like <laughs> everything in my washing up infused with heavy RSO oil. I could just infuse another product to clean, and then it was much easier to sort everything out after. Because it was just oily just, rather than RSO sticky. I'll just use RSO as to that, the bottle to go in the next one. Uh, not RSO, ISO. That's how I clean the, 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 obviously I don't use the same slow cooker for everything else, but I just clean it back out with that and then put that aside for the next run. Good shit. That's is it just a rice cooker you use, is it? Just a rice cooker, a slow cooker is what I use, yeah. Mm. Even though some of them can get a bit hot, so yeah. even on low, so you have to watch it, but there's no flame then. You're not going to, it's not as dangerous as a hob. I wouldn't recommend anyone doing it on a hob, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem with all these solvents is that they don't go bang until they're at the critical mix with the entire air in the place. So the outside the, is the best way. Isn't it? Yeah, as the, the as bang is kind of comparative to the space you're in for how long it'll take. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all about that air to, air to solvent mix ratio. It's kind of fucking. That's why butane's a big worry. I think it's like got a crazy ass range of like one to eight percent or something stupid where all the rest of them are like uh 2.7 to 2.9 <laughs> like really minor margins but butane's like no i'm gonna fucking explode whenever i like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I, that's pretty much why i've left it alone from like the beginning just because i just i'm just like there's other ways there's other ways <laughs> well <laughs> I do waffle about it, but it's kind of like I say be cautious, but not worried because it, it's like know what the factors are that are going to cause the issues. That's why I reference the kind of like the explosion, explosion, explosion range or whatever you want to call it. I couldn't fucking get that word out. Sorry, go on, Joe. No, I was just going to say it's like you don't need to worry if you're only using. Say you're using a leader and you're in a fucking big ass room, you could kind of get away with that with a window open across the room because at the end of the day, most people's cleaning with heavy duty solvents is going to have fucking uh, yeah, heavy duty cleaners are going to have solvents in there. And if you use like three liters, then you're going to be close to a liter in the air anyway, and that's not really dangerous. Like, not explosion dangerous. Is when you're evaporating high volumes in small spaces and you start it's, yeah the people that are basically doing it and knocking it out are the ones that are blowing houses up and that yeah but i mean it's always as always just research and be careful but rso you go on there all in america it's all the old ladies using it man making it up in their kitchen it's like it's mad that's what really made me really think about doing it myself because it was just like loads of people that look like my nan 
making RSO in their kitchens, man. Um, in the legal areas, that is. So, but yeah. Yeah, we say that, like, early on, I don't know if you heard the clang, but um, I put a joint down on top of a lighter and exploded. <laughs> so uh, I exploded <laughs> something right next to me tonight doing the podcast. Never mind, like... With, you tell. Yeah, yeah that's butane. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. There's ash everywhere. It's exploded. <laughs> ash tray. Like, yeah. Wake you up. Crazy. Yeah. Well, that's nearly three hours, let's... Yeah, we've done three hours, eh? That's pretty really, successful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, mate. It's really good. I like the ones that you you know you, you don't realise you've done that time. And that, they're the best ones, do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, there's it less M's this time. It was cool. Yeah, no, it was good. I really appreciate it tonight, mate. And, uh, yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah. Anytime. So you should jump on the Fridays when you get a chance as well, if you're about. Especially when Caps on. I'd like to see you two have a discussion with the accents. We'll have to uh, get a translator room for polio. And yeah, the captions wouldn't be able to keep up. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah so I think we'll call it I think I'm going to get beaten up again because I'm going to be up here I said about two hours and three hours but it's good because I've, I've had a good laugh which is why I didn't realize three hours are gone so she's probably yeah, outside man. the door growling at me but yeah, and, uh, yeah. I've had a, I've had a good couple of well, the Astros fault. I've had a couple of joints and. Uh, you listen to your rolling. You've been rolling, steaming away, man. Keep hearing the old yeah. buzzer rattling as you're going. So yeah, Oof, yeah, it's been a good night. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, thanks for letting us drill you as well, dude. Like, um, I don't know. It, it just it's nice to get some contact with some guys who have been on the board for a while and see yeah, how they feel and how they progress as well. Because hearing it. To, kind of different to reading it sometimes and yeah well, I, I think know, I was you get their vibe I, I, a bit better almost and I, I don't know I really like the way you did. I don't know I like your vibe dude so it's good to get it out I, um, like I said I, I I joined the forum I was brand new like literally it was like I had like eight week gold plants I think and I was and they, and they the first uh, six weeks of their life they were going under a, a lamp like a little bedside lamp. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I ordered the tent. I, I planted the seeds before I ordered the tent. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll still do that now. Yeah. Pop me the seeds with no room to go. Yeah. I, I tell people to do it because it, it kind of puts a fire up your ass. I've got to get this sorted now. The plants need it. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's this year up to me. I was like, shit, I got a tent. I got a tent. This is, this is, I got taproots. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, for everyone in chat, it's been lovely. Check out a lot Joe on the forum if you're not on the forum. Obviously, we'll upload this to the main channel as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I'll, I got some animal cookies updates tomorrow, so I'll do that. And, uh, nice, man. I need to see you on the forum. diaries, man. So I'll, I'll be having a gander tomorrow when you update it. But, um, yeah, everyone stay safe and um, we'll see you about.